everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of Gaze My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the Metal Gear with me tonight? Uh, Stefan J. Hine D. Solid Stuart Hughes. That sounds weird. It does. <laughs> and our special guest, yeah. Dylan! Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for being on. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I think I'm going to introduce what game we're playing, since this was, tech- this was my pick. <laughs> going to be playing metal gear solid for playstation one never heard of or it we did play metal what? i should say what is that i remember when i never heard of it <laughs> you mean metal gear 2 solid snake <laughs> yeah, yeah. you mean metal gear solid yeah, <laughs> wait are you talking about metal gear solid the mobile game don't okay. ever mention that we don't talk about that <laughs> no metal gear solid for game boy color Oh, okay. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. That masterpiece. We did that, actually. I like how, yeah, we skipped around. Like, we did Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake at this point. We did Snake's Revenge. We did Ghost Babble. No, we didn't do Snake's Revenge. I thought we, did we not do Snake? Am I just, uh, did I just create, like, a false memory? I thought for sure we did Snake's Revenge. Yes, you did. Okay. We did Metal Metal Gear Ghost Babble in Episode 7. Recently, we did Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake for the MSX a couple Mm. weeks ago, like, over a month ago at this point, and then now we're doing the first Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally remember us doing a third Metal Gear game, so I guess my brain is just mush. What's <laughs> 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 podcasting? Huh? We, we started with Ghost Babble, then we did Metal Gear 2, <laughs> and now we're like finally getting into like the real Metal Gear games. <laughs> and most people know. Yeah, <laughs> not the Metal I mean, but Gear it's all just too. so all yeah. over the place with story anyway. I mean, that's on. true. Yeah, well, like we did Ghost Babble and we that was a very early episode. And that was one of the ones I was sweating about because I was like, God, are we just going to talk about like Metal Gear lore for like five hours? Like how much are we going to be able to even cover if we do that? Well, that one specifically was non-canon, so we had to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> when my girlfriend and I were watching one of the videos earlier and like i had to pause it like three or four times because she's like wait explain what, what there's who is snake which one is snake i'm like there's there's multiple snakes you Just have a... five snakes that one killed that one and it's, it's like the bible he begot who who begot him who <laughs> just explain metal gear to me. <laughs> it's it's like if i i feel like if i ever watch any of those story explanation videos for metal gear i end up knowing less about the series than prior to watching it the story, it, those quick story videos that are all an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because I, yeah, <laughs> I like, since I was talking about Metal Gear and watching, I also watched a couple of videos on Metal Gear. And like, the, my recommendations on YouTube are now just like a simple look at the Metal Gear timeline. And it's like a 42 minute video. It's just like mm-hmm. pictures of five different snakes on it. It's like, God damn it. This is all right, fine. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Um, crazy. I, so I, I don't do want to. Yes. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Okay. First, I do want to say, like, I was first introduced to this game by there was this kid that we knew in, I want to say I was in sixth grade at the time, and he was kind of a geeky guy, but he, we were in band class, and he had introduced my buddy, Rich, who was also on this podcast before, to Metal Gear Solid. I remember we first played it. I'm like, what the hell is this? I had never heard of it before. I didn't know what it was. I never even knew the NES game existed mm-hmm. <laughs> until after that. Yeah, I had kind of a similar experience. Me and my friend AJ had actually gone to, I think it was EB Games at the time, and we had just barely enough money to get it. Like, we were like $4, $5 short, and it was in the mall, so we went walking around asking people for change, 
And like after an hour, I was like, I got five bucks. How much did you get? He's like, I got like 50 cents. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I got hungry. <laughs> like, all right. And then we walked in there and we tried to purchase the game. And the guy's like, yeah, you guys aren't 18. You can't buy this. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck. So we called no his mom. And Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, we called his mom and she came down, drove to the mall. And she went in there and he's like, you know, this is a violent game. And they're not 18. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Just sell me the game. <laughs> but, no, I'm going to yeah. give credit to that guy, though, because like that shit probably saved so many fucking kids from just dealing with their like annoying ass parents. They're like, I didn't know this game. Like fucking the idiots who like take their kids to see R-rated movies. And they're like, I didn't know that there'd be violence and blood in this. And it's like, did you not pay attention to the fucking warning that comes up before the movie that tells you mm. exactly what's going to be in it? <laughs> I used to work no. at a video store called Hastings, and uh, when Ted came out, that happened a lot. Yeah, and I would have I was to like, start warning parents who had small children with them, like, you do know this teddy bear is not child-friendly, and he smokes <laughs> pot, right? <laughs> oh, what? I, what? Yeah, every time. Every time. And this lady came in screaming at me. She's like, my child put this in. I thought this was for families. I'm like, ma'am, it's rated R. It says so on the back of the box. If only if only there was a handy a handy parents guide on the back of every single box of every single game and movie <sighs> that told you like potential themes that might show up. It's, it's really not that violent of a game, honestly. It yeah. really isn't. Thankfully, I think my parents like gave up on that pretty quickly because my cousin was just like, let me play Grand Theft Auto three. <laughs> and they were just yeah. like, oh, that's fine. Uh, He'll probably be fine. Like <laughs> that was the big one. Yeah. It'll probably be okay. Like before that, I was playing Sims and I was just making Sims sleep with each other. And they're like, yeah, we just might as well just let them dive into this cesspool. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3 is a lot worse than this game. This game isn't that violent. I mean, yes, you do shoot people and there are some things, but compared to some of the stuff, but I guess in the PlayStation 1 era, you didn't have a whole lot of really violent stuff besides like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you say it's exactly. not that violent. His hand gets fucking cut off. <laughs> But it doesn't even look that, like it now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but back in the day, that shit was like the best graphics that we've ever seen. <laughs> it's like oh, nothing man. will look more realistic than this. Oh my god, look at those graphics! Oh, so playable. So I still say, uh, <laughs> like, whenever I go back and play, like, uh, that's like Knights of the Old Republic for me. I go back and play it, and I'm like, man, this game looks like a uh, Garbo now. But I remember when I first played this game, and I was like, this is the most life life experience I've ever had. Same. I think everybody had that it, one game where they were like, they're like, well, this is as good as it gets. I mean, at the time, I remember this game looking incredible. I mean, now when I played it recently, I'm like, this did not hold up well. <laughs> I, I love how many like close up shots Kojima does where it'll be like, it'll be like right up on Meryl's face. And it's clearly like inspired by movies because this whole game is very cinematic. Despite being essentially just a top down shooter, this game is amazingly cinematic. And there's so many shots of like right up on Meryl's face and you you know that what they're going for is Meryl is expressing emotion here, but like her eyes aren't rendered and she doesn't have eyebrows, <laughs> like her mouth doesn't move. It's just like she just have to assume what she's feeling. Well, and that's why I loved in Twin Snake. They made it so exaggerated because it does. It makes him out to be like this, like cheesy action, just hero instead of this amazing soldier. Well, that's it made me giggle. I've always viewed. I think I've been in the minority here where I've always viewed Snake and the Solid, like the Metal Gear Solid series as a cheesy action movie game. Whereas I know a lot of people are like, 
I, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to word this. A lot of people are like worship Big Boss and Snake, and they're like, well, they're the, like the coolest people ever, and I love their ideology. And it's like their ideology is that like war should go on forever because they have no other place to live because they're soldiers. Exactly, know. and that's it's a really. <laughs> And they mentioned that like three or four times, like maybe that's why you're always around. Maybe that's why you keep doing what you're doing, because maybe yeah. you just love war. Yeah. yeah. Snake's lines are like, I'm not a hero. I'm a killer. And people are like, yes, like my hero. And it's like, no, no, no. Listen to what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, which would bring us to the next point of the fact that this guy is coming out of retirement and he lived in Alaska yeah. at the rifled age of like 30. Not even. How old is how old is Solid Snake supposed to be in this game? Like 26 or something? Something like that. Gotta be older than that. Let me look. Hold on, yeah. I'll bring up Solid. Let's see here. Not Solid as Snake. God damn it. I'm on the wiki and I just typed in Snake and Uh, John Sears. Let's just type in David, named after his voice actor, David Hader. Who oh man. Just something about hearing like David Hader's voice. Uh, 30 and Metal Gear Solid. And he was 70 years old two years later. <laughs> Those advanced aging defects, you know. Yeah. I like, I like how, like, uh, I almost called him Huey. How Hal is, like, barely aged in the later games. And Snake, because of his, su- like, superior aging genes, or I guess inferior aging genes, it's, like, <sighs> 80 years old on the battlefield. <laughs> but he's really, like, it's so weird to think, like, chrono- like chronologically, he's only, like, what, like, 40 when he dies? <laughs> yeah, because of the fox die. Is that uh, what aged him? Yes, yep. essentially. Basically, everything in everything in Metal Gear kind of comes back like to Fox Die. Even should, in like well, Phantom we should Pain, say in the Solid about. series, it's Fox Die. Yeah, it comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That plays a big part in the Solid series. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and the Solid series is the majority of the game. It's there's Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two, which um, we played Metal Gear Two. We haven't played the first Metal Gear yet. Right, and Metal Gear Five, and then Portable Ops. And Ground Zeroes. Ugh, uh, portable. Well, ops. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> even five in like, <laughs> even five like Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes are setting the stage for Fox Die, basically. Basically, I mean, we should explain what happens. I don't know if you want to do it, Mike, or I can. We <laughs> can. The opening of this game. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll describe the opening. Okay. Release the basic. So you have Snake had two other missions that were games. You have the NES game, or not the NES, but the two MSX game, Metal Gear and the Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, which we mm-hmm. played the second one earlier on the show. But Solid Snake is a special forces op that was part of this uh, special squadron. I think he was a part of Foxhound, but he's retired now, living in Alaska. He's given up yes. on everything. He's done. He just wants to race dogs and be done with this shit. They didn't even people. He was completely off the radar. People didn't even know where he was, and they send a team to go abduct him because they need him on the special mission to infiltrate Shadow Moses, which is a a remote island in Alaska, which was a testing site for nuclear weapons that was taken over by his old team, but not people he knew, but the same special forces team, Foxhound, that's taken over and now are terrorists. Foxhound has yeah, they've they've defected and become a terrorist organization. And they need Snake to go in and save the day because he's he knows Foxhound the best. He's yep. the, he's the coolest. And the government <laughs> is completely worried about these guys because they have mm. a nuclear weapon system called Metal Gear, which is Metal a Gear. giant robot, <laughs> which, which, yeah. which mm-hmm. launches nuclear warheads, even though it wasn't supposed to. Somehow it became capable of doing that. <laughs> and they not. never really explain how. In Kojima land, anything is possible, and we all know this. I love like <laughs> yeah. 
but the Metal Gear games go so heavily into explaining every little bit of lore. They're kind of like they're like the Cimmerillion of games. But there's this one thing where they take Metal Gear Rex and they never really explain how it went from being a anti-tank or an anti-warhead tank to being a warhead tank. It's <laughs> just like like I guess Liquid did that in his free time or something. I don't know. Because Dr. Mundo Liquid. came back and he just so happened to be there. That's why. <laughs> yeah I, does does it ever explain why they want big boss's body is it just because they want to see if he's actually dead or not no. oh wait don't they want to create super soldiers or something no yeah, they, like, all the all the clones all well, the genome yeah, soldiers it's, that, it's all cloning shit that you're fighting liquid and solid are all dying because they're clones and they need his cell they need his body to get his dna so they can find a cure to stop the aging and save them yeah, because I know that and like Kojima had this weird quote where he just kind of he says, why do you guys give a shit about Solid Snake? Like, he's not real. He's a clone. Why don't you care about Big Boss? I was like, ah, I mean, he's a person, yeah. too, Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, I like I mean, though, like as you find out throughout this game, Solid Snake and Liquid spoilers, by the way, for like. Spoilers Metal Metal Gear, Gear like, this spoilers, game is almost we shouldn't have to say this, old. but spoilers Let's, for the game we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. If, if, if anybody needs spoilers for this game being this old, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. <laughs> and you'd be surprised. Let's just say, like, blanket, we're probably going to spoil some other Metal Gears. It's possible. Just get over it. <laughs> we're going to spoil. We'll pro- I'm going to say right now, just off the top of my head, we're almost definitely going to spoil, like, the end of Metal Gear 4. So, <laughs> sorry, no one really cares yeah. about Metal Gear 4, so it's fine. Everybody guessed Metal 4, though, so... Yeah, to go back, actually, to, to go back, because um, I didn't actually say my memory of this game, because I, I was introduced to this game through Metal Gear 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a, yeah, I had a friend who was, like, all about Metal Gear. He thought that, like, he thought Metal Gear was the coolest shit ever, and I never wrong. played any of it. And <laughs> he was like, you gotta play Metal Gear, you gotta play Metal Gear. And so we sat down... And I started playing Metal Gear 3, and I was like, this cutscene's taking forever. I'm not going to play this game. It's like, we only had the best one first. It's my favorite of the series now. But at the time, I was like, I was like 11 or something. And I was like, I'm not going to sit down and like watch this two, like this 20 minute (laughs) cutscene. So I stopped playing it. And then I got back into the series with the same friend who had me play Metal Gear Solid 4. Which has like the hour and a half fucking cutscene at the beginning. You just wanted to go back to playing uh, Resident Evil for the hundredth time, basically. <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil and Kotor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, finally, I was like, finally, I was like, fine, I will get into Metal Gear with you. And so I sat down and I watched the entire, like the entire beginning of Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, hold on. <laughs> thought i had to sneeze and i didn't <laughs> kept you waiting huh kept you waiting <laughs> and uh yeah i watched the whole like beginning cutscene of four and then we had to leave and so like that was my introduction to the series was watching the cutscene of metal gear solid four and then a week later finally being able to play the game <laughs> and i was like well this game is great i should go back and play all of them and he was mine never let me live that down Mine was actually through VR missions. My stepbrother had it. He lost the actual copy of Metal Gear Solid, but he had VR missions still. And I would go over to my dad's and that's like all we would do is just play VR missions. VR missions is great. It is. (laughs) And I freaking miss it so much. (laughs) I like how uh, nobody like, I don't know if there's anybody out there who got into Metal 
Uh, seeing a box on the shelf and being like, oh, that looks interesting. It's always some friend who's like, you have to play this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some person out there that's like, demands you experience it. <laughs> and then as soon as you play the game, you're that asshole for everybody else. Where it's like, oh, you have to play Metal Gear. You haven't played it? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. That's how I got introduced to it was a friend. I mean, Metal Gear Solid, I know, is considered one of the greatest games of all time. Um, I want to say like, yeah, I mean, it's it holds up so well, surprisingly. Um, I mean, one thing for a game we, we from have 19, in like 1998. <laughs> yeah, from 1998. <laughs> but I think the actual <laughs> story takes place in 2005. Yeah, it yeah, does. The distant future of 2005. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I love when games used to do that. Games don't really do that anymore. Like set. Sometimes you see movies do it, and it's just kind of annoying to me when it's like, oh, we're setting this in like three years from now, like Marvel does that. And it's like the technology is insane. I'm like, like, I doubt in three years, we're all going to have like AI walking around helping us out. No, we're not. But it's a very optimistic view of 2023. Like, hey, didn't Blade Runner already happen? Yeah, Blade Runner's already happened. Back to the Future's already happens. Uh, Yeah, where's my damn hoverboard? my, (laughs) My favorite is like all the Resident Evils still try to do that, where... It's like uh, the first the first Resident Evil was made in what ninety seven and it set the game in ninety eight or, uh, or ninety five and set the game in ninety seven. I think it came out in ninety six. I don't know. It said like well, a year it, ahead of time. It's just like yeah. why would you do that? Why would you set the game a year ahead of time with like nothing's <laughs> different? There's really no narrative reason to do that. <laughs> it's got to be something. Well, and like it'd be like if, if I came like, out with a movie today. <laughs> well, and if you like just look back at this, like it all starts like with everything with the profits. All starts with in 1918 and then ends in whatever when revengeance is uh, yeah. 2018 <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're officially past all, like we're past all yes. of metal gear now okay yep we're in the well, it's a good thing that nothing that happened in metal gear ever came true <laughs> right i mean i would not prefer there being samurai freaking android robots running around destroying <laughs> nuclear shooting dinosaur robots let's not do that it's a good thing it's a good one of the. Like, it's a good thing the nations of the world aren't trying to hoard nukes. <laughs> no. Also, there's a yeah. there's a line in Metal Gear Two that did come, or Metal Gear Solid Two that did come true, has to do with the yeah, way it's... internet, the, the internet itself. Like he was talking about what he was scared of happening, how people could control how people perceive things, which has happened already. And yeah. there's proof of that. Mm-hmm. It's the whole idea of uh, like Kojima goes into the idea of memes, which I fucking hated as a kid because and I still kind of hate. I don't know. I like I like I appreciate the story and it's not anything specific about that message that I hate. It's the word meme. I hate when I hear people say the word meme in real life. And I don't know if anybody else is like that. If two people are like, oh I saw a meme the other day. I'm like, I'm like, that's an internet thing. That's not like a real life thing. <laughs> Something weird it about it me. where like it takes it out of the, the sphere that it belongs in. I'm just like, that's strange to me. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like hearing my video game characters talk about it's Oh, it's the new meme. <laughs> All right. I think we should. I do want to mention a couple more things about like the Whoa. opening of Metal Gear. Like also like the way I know this game has a full on cutscene in the beginning. If you don't press anything of Snake swimming through yes. the water in his yep. in his suit. And it's just and like we were saying before, it's very cinematic. You have I think you have either the music playing or somebody talking about your mission. I can't remember because I didn't do it this time. Yeah. We should uh, mention, too, that the music playing there at the beginning of this game actually is an original to this game. It first came out in Police Knots to the opening of that game. It's just a re- redone version of it. 
okay. I did not know that. Which we need to play that on the show at some point. <laughs> well, you know okay what to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, am I like uh, that opening. It. I know Kojima has talked in many, many interviews where he, he like people have asked him about his influence and he just goes on and on about movies. Like he's a huge kind of movie buff with like stuff like Commando and Predator, like that style of like just kind of dumb action schlock that's great. And I want to say <laughs> like the beginning of this game just reminds me so much of uh, the movie Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen back in the day. <laughs> it's like uh, something about it though is like so even though everything looks like garbage now, something about it is just like so pretty seeing like the silhouette of Snake from like filmed from down below, like silhouetted in the moonlight as he's as he's approaching the the base. Oh yeah, that actually the way they set up that whole room is like a master for how the game works because you have like puddles of water. And if you walk through them, then you have water spots around that guards can detect. And then there's shit you can hide under. Like that whole room just sets up what the game's going to be as soon as he yeah, comes out of the water. It was a very good job yeah. of it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and for those uh, that you don't know, and this you is just a... get that classic mullet. <laughs> yeah, I like the mullet. But this is a top-down, yeah, mostly oh. top-down action of an action stealth game. Yeah. I mean, it Which, looks like I, I, it's 3D, but it it's it looks more. But it's it, I mean, it really is a top-down game. Which I always the, I always want to point that out to people because I think a lot of people have played like like Snake Eater and Metal Gear Solid 4 and maybe not so many people have actually played Metal Gear Solid so much as they just know about it because it was kind of like everywhere like there's a there's like I mean when Newgrounds is a website for him I mean how many fucking like parody videos of Metal Gear Solid were on Newgrounds.com I used to watch one that was stupid but funny so yeah was it Metal Gear Awesome <laughs> yes it was there was Metal Gear Awesome there was like the Him Days metal gear comics that like people freaked out about and so i feel like a lot more people know the story of metal gear solid without knowing the gameplay which is funny to me because it's a top-down shooter you would not expect hearing about like the greatest game of all time i remember going back to playing and i'm being like this is not what i was expecting <laughs> i don't know i thought <laughs> i was like gonna jump into like a, a first person shooter not a top-down <laughs> stealth action game it's not what you would think especially if when especially with you coming from playing two or three it's it's much different, but also like I yeah. even if we were talking about in that first room, I mean you're introduced in the first enemy, you have no weapons. The only way to kill anyone, which you don't need to do, is you have to go, get near them, press square so he'll grab them, and then tap square quickly. Mm. You go uh, uh, and then you break your neck. <laughs> but nowhere does the game tell you that. At least not at first. I like how I like how well, yeah they sent you in fucking fucking the Pentagon <laughs> has sent you in to fucking take down this terrorist threat foxhound who is a renegade special forces unit the best special forces unit on the planet and they send you in with nothing and the only thing you have with you is a pack of cigarettes that you smuggled in by swallowing and throwing back up yeah and you should quit smoking <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's so it's so like stupid action movie in the best way of like oh we sent him in with nothing Thing and he took well, them and all down. The fun thing is, is that he's based off of Kurt Russell's uh, Pliskin from Escape from New York or Escape from New York and uh, Escape from L.A. Yeah, Christopher Walken and who famously uh, has a gun, right? Uh, him and John Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, but that's who he's. You definitely based feel off of those three people. <laughs> you definitely feel the Snake Pliskin coming through. Which is oh, great. definitely, I mean, definitely. It's such a great character to base a of like a video game off of because those 
But I love both those movies for very different reasons because they're both very different movies. Both the Escape ones are. One is like a good movie, and the other is like a good bad movie almost. Mm-hmm. But like those movies are just rife for making a video game because it's just there's not really any story to them. It's just here's a guy, he's badass, he's going into this world that's insane, and he's just doing badass things there. And it's just Kurt Russell doing like a Clint Eastwood impression. It's like, yeah, that's a video game character, 100%. That's very accurate. It's great. I'm going. And then Snake comes out and he's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's Snake Plissken. Oh, I can't remember why you're dropped in with no weapons. So I know there's a there's a story reason, but I can't remember what it was. I think some like scanner bullshit. I don't know. Okay. More than likely. I can't remember what it was, but, but th- this is a. It... Uh... Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go. And. It's just like, even just the way it opens up, like this game is always cinematic. Like there's a very early scene Mm. as you, when you drop, when he's dropped off in the docks, you go in the elevator where he takes off his mask and he's, you know, dropping off his aqua gear. And you Mm. hear one of the leads of the terrorist group talking about, I think someone's going to come through here. We better put extra cars, like talking about what's, what's going to be happening. And it, it is just Mm. really awesome opening. And you have the codec call, the codec is a little radio inside your ear. That somehow has a video at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they never explained that really, do they? Like I thought at first, it just for Actually, us, like we're just. I seeing never, it. I never thought about that. God damn it, Mike! I never thought about how. Well, I mean, it'd be fine, except for the part where there's a scene later on where someone takes off their sunglasses. They go, "It's you!" Before he even says anything, and I'm like, "You can't see. How do you know?" Maybe it's uh... well because you can get like the code. Like I've seen people uh, make the Metal Gear Codex, so I think it's like a palm pilot thing but the ringtone just plays in his ear that so that no one else can see it okay i thought it was something actually inside his ear because he puts his head his hand to his ear when he talks well it could be like a job yeah, thing like, where there's like an implant yeah yeah and metal metal gear gear like yeah, metal gear 3 he actually carries around a thing that has a little video on yeah. it so oh. there's oh. This one, they don't explain yeah. it, but I'm assuming it's kind of like the same technology. I think there's even a part where Naomi or somebody is like, uh, you're too close to the video. You need to back up <laughs> if you hold down the analog I stick. Just, are you sure? I always yeah. assumed it was like the... <laughs> I, You know what, Steph and I always assumed it looked like the radio from uh, Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil... Oh, that, with like Leon has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the little leather thing he has. I always just assumed it looked like that. <laughs> but I, that's like i mean they hit you over the head with that immediately and it becomes so much uh like so much of the story is told through the codec but i would say it's it's kind of told in a way that never really gets boring like in a lot of other games where it it takes you out of the action to like have a conversation that can get really old really fast yeah. whereas this yeah. game is like i i think for the most part the codec is interesting and the fact that kojima plays around with how that like operates within the story i think it tends to like keep me involved for the most part every now and then it does get very fucking annoying where like naomi will call you and you're like shut the fuck up i just want to shoot i'm fighting a tank now is not the time it's like a it's like a very subtle way of saying like how would he know what to do next without mission orders and the only way he can get them is through the codec but, but it, like, sometimes I mean, it plays a part in the story. Yeah. Where... yeah. Oh, does anyone ever use the codec to call anybody unless you actually have to? Because I don't. I mean, I if I need to use the hint, I just mm-hmm. I like calling um, I like calling um, 
Oh god, what's her fucking name? I can't think of her name Mei now. Ling? Uh, uh, Naomi. Ling? Yeah, Mei Ling. I like calling. <laughs> I like calling Mei Ling and getting the quotes. I thought that was really funny. Mm, I like calling. Just uh, give you like a random quote. I like calling Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Sometimes you call Otacon and he's just like, "What? I'm very busy, Snake. What do you want? Stop calling me." Okay, I. It, the funniest Metal Gear name I've heard so far: Hot Coldman. <laughs> oh yeah, Hot Coldman. Coldman. Yeah, <laughs> from Beef Walker. I, just, yeah. I fucking love it. Sorry, had to. I mean, all the all the fucking characters from like Snake Eater are just so funny to me. Like, I'm the pain, I'm the sorrow, and it's like you guys are so fucking emo. And it's just like I a cheesy it. '70s freaking. Oh god, it's so well, good. Met- Snake yeah. Eater is James Bond. Yes, we'll Snake Eater is the James another Bond. Time. Yeah, we will. Well, I mean, that's gonna be like a six-hour episode, so I would say oh, we god, probably shouldn't. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. gonna be one of those uh, episodes where you might have to like break it up into two parts <laughs> i this might happen with this episode consider, consider how far we are i'd say this one's gonna <laughs> be ordering yeah all right and then there's a and then the next part which we've been referencing and everyone jokes about which back then doesn't like i didn't understand the impo- why it matters like you go into this first open area and you see what the main terrorist liquid snake that you don't know that name yet is talking, and then he gets into a helicopter, a hind D, and then they have a whole conversation about why do they have a hind D? And and looking like I didn't, it didn't occur to me. He shoots down, I think, two or three jets with a helic with an Apache helicopter or hind D, which is like an Apache, Apache helicopter. Yeah. But kind of. I mean, that to me that didn't mean anything. But now that I know more about life, like that's a, that'd be a hell of a feat to take down jets with a helicopter. Well, uh, that's the hind D, baby. The hind, I mean, the hind D is an attack helicopter. Like, yeah, but without going into like a stupid amount of <laughs> yeah, but without going into a stupid amount of like military history here, the Hind D is was kind of like the Soviet Union's. It was it was their helicopter for such a long time, and it's still in use today because it's such a good fucking helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> the Hind D uh... in many ways was like their version of the Apache. That just I, I mean I would actually go so far as to say the Apache is our version of the Hind D. It's just a crazy good helicopter. Wasn't the um Hind D baby, isn't that Taylor Swift's new song? Hind D baby. I hate <laughs> JD, you would that's a know joke that. just for Mike. <laughs> I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Prefer... That's why he's making the joke. <laughs> I prefer Yummy by Justin Bieber. <laughs> I use my VNP to listen to it in other countries. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but that whole Hind D <laughs> that, part, I always thought. That's video. It's okay. It's not a video, so it's all right. The Hind D. Um, <laughs> we're, we're like the codex right that. now. <laughs> we um, can't see each other. The Hind D is, it's kind of like, that's an interesting thing because they talk about it, but seeing that and then calling it out specifically as a Hind D, if you know a little bit about like any kind of, like uh war vehicles or anything that's kind of like the first clue that like okay the russians are involved in this somehow you don't know how but the russians are involved in this terrorist organization and it kind of gives you some like cold war uh senses that's what that's kind of meant to do and they they talk about that it's a russian helicopter but really it's like okay like this is building off of cold war themes right the cold war ended in the 80s i want to say right yeah but in this game like Basically, the Cold War never freaking ended. Yeah. In real life, the Cold War never freaking ended. That That is it very just, true. It just <laughs> went digital. That's all it did. <laughs> Which is very... Not to get political, I don't want to talk about on here. But... still very much going on. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. next week. 
Yeah, you can you can tell it in it because we're best friends with Russia right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> so like the whole high D part I thought was just cool, and like even just sneaking around, like you find out you find out early on if you leave footprints, the guard can see your print and go, huh? And they'll follow you, yeah. which I also love. That literally scared the which shit out of so- me as a kid. I was like, uh-huh. oh fuck, I am so screwed. <laughs> and then like you run ten feet away trying to get away, go up the stairs, and there's a security camera right there, which goes to show that yeah. in this game, there's a very friendly thing called radar, and you need to watch it at all times. Because oh, I love the radar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, would, um, I would say this it, is the best radar, too, out of all the Metal Gears. The most simplified. I would say it's I would say it's like just an all-around good radar amongst all video game radars. It's not the best out of any video game, but it's up there for me. Mm-hmm. It is, and I I don't know. I like the radar in five. I'm sorry, but oh I, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. yeah, I like the one in five a lot, just because it's the one in five just kind of goes back to the Metal Gear Solid one and just updates it slightly, mm-hmm. which uh, mm-hmm. I mean kind of makes sense for like Metal Gear Five takes place not too long before Metal Gear Solid, like ten years, so it makes it's sense true. to go back to that kind of technology. Hey, Stu. Yeah. What? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember what I said? It's so good. So, that's Anytime we get off I track. Stop going off on tangents. <laughs> yeah. That's so one time sound. I get to do it. Okay. After you had played, but like, um, this game makes so much more sense to me after you had played Metal Gear 2 a couple, like, couple months ago. Like, there are so many things I'm catching now that I didn't catch before. Like, I still don't know who the fuck Master Miller is, even though I played Metal Gear 2. Well, in that game? well, we did say we like would talk about character this. Almost. Yeah, well, Master Miller. Yeah, isn't he a clone of Kazuhira? Yeah. No, he is Kazuhira. Kazuhira Miller is the same person as Master Miller, but he doesn't really become a character for a very long time. Okay, um, so he wasn't. He was just his so main I... role in the series is Resident Evil Five. Like it takes until not Resident Evil Five. Damn it! Wow, <laughs> man, he goes from trial. being in Konami to Capcom. Huh? His main role well, in the series is in Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, his biggest role, he was still in Metal Gear 2, wasn't he, when we played it? Because Story was one of the people. He's like, he's in it, but Metal Gear Solid 5 is kind of when you get to know Master Miller. And like, yeah. who he, that's like the first time he has like a real character. He, he has one of the best lines, and, uh, too, when he says, they played us like a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he is in Metal Gear 2. I I don't remember him, though. Mm -hmm. It's funny to me that he kind of has a following, (laughs) considering in Metal Gear Solid, like, he's he's mainly in Metal Gear Solid 5, and he's mainly, he mainly comes across as, like, a whiny baby for the entirety of the game until pretty much the very end where you're like, like, Master Miller was right about everything. Why didn't I listen to him? He's also missing an arm and a leg. Is he in Peace Walk? I don't know. The reason we're bringing up Master Miller, though, is because as soon as you get into the first air duct to go into the base, Colonel Campbell calls you and he's like, oh, you're having problems, Snake, here, just talk to Master Miller. And he's like, oh, Master Miller, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but you find out later that that might not be Master Miller. It's funny to me that okay. like when they redid, they kind, they kind of retconned his character to where he was working with Big Boss, but he never brings it up. Where he's like, when I worked with your dad that you killed. <laughs> You'd think that would be something they talk about. <laughs> well, yeah, also, I don't think they know. He's, he's like, No, no one knows. And that's like the funniest part of this whole no. entire story is that no one knows 
anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, what the you hell? Like, like 30% of this game is you getting codec calls from random people who don't know that you're being codec called by the other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, they're just like sowing misinformation constantly <laughs> to the point where you're just at some point in the game, you say something like, like it's not, it's not like fuck you, Campbell, but it's something along those lines of like, shut up, Campbell. I'm tired of listening to you. It's like he's oh, your <laughs> boss. He's supposed to be helping you. And Colonel Campbell he's supposed from to be like your too. friend. Yeah, Colonel Campbell. Okay. Wait, let's let's just go over real quick like the the characters you have in this game because it you have like a whole support staff with you the entire time, and then like Foxhound has kind of their equally weird list of baddies that they have. <laughs> Well, theirs are all special ops. I mean, they're all like warriors they're, except for decoy yeah. octopus. But yeah, they all have like the, very nah. specialties. Mm. Everyone has uh. like their specialty. Like you have uh, like Naomi Hunter is like the medic of. Is she? She's the is medic, she really and she Hunter? calls you on the codec, huh? Yeah, Naomi. Naomi I don't Hunter. think Naomi Hunter's in this game. Yes, yeah, she is. Isn't that a fake name she's she, using? Yeah, but it's still yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, all the names in this were fake for the voice actors. I couldn't tell you were making a joke. I was like, are you serious? I know. Like, she's like a big part of the game. The joke is that when she's talking, when the character's talking to you is not who she says she is the whole time. Yeah, yeah. everyone is like a double agent character. Yeah, everyone is everyone a double agent. Metal <laughs> Except for like fucking revolver ocelot, who's like a quadruple quintuple agent. Yeah, fuck in you, every ocelot. fucking season. Ocelot is either just like Ocelot is either like upfront about everything or he has like 17 different motives that are hiding what he's doing. (laughs) There's no in between with him. Well, he kind of he's never just a double agent. I'm not going to spoil Metal Gear 4, but he basically is the guy running the show or one of one of the many guys running the show behind the scenes. He is the most competent person in the entire Metal Gear franchise, except for in three where he doesn't realize he needs a different gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's him learning how to be competent. Metal Gear is essentially the Metal Gear as in its entirety is essentially the origin story and like eventual death of Revolver Ocelot. It's like his entire life told throughout all five games or all mm-hmm. thousand games, I should say. Um, but getting back <sighs> to the characters, Colonel Campbell is basically he's based off the Colonel in uh what's that uh sylvester stallone movie uh rambo 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 uh-huh. he's he's you say rambo i see i get way more of a escape from la in new york vibe from him i would say basically the same character <laughs> i think they are actually that's that's fair that's fair to say yeah <laughs> they might have been played by the same actor i can't remember <laughs> i think they are i'm literally i'm gonna look this up <laughs> <laughs> they might be, they might be right about this <laughs> Yeah, angry, angry commander who is just like, like ambiguously has worked with you before. <laughs> and well, he was in Metal Gear is 2 your friend. for sure. But like I, they they go over this like whole history of Snake that is kind of left out. Like, I mean, they talk about Metal Gear 2 and the first Metal Gear, but also Solid Snake is has gone on like thousands of operations that they never really get into. And it's like implied that Colonel Campbell has been with him for a very long time. No, it was Donald Pleasance. Well, no, wait, Donald Pleasance played the president. It was not Donald Pleasance. Sorry, sorry. Donald Pleasance. <laughs> it was God damn, who was it? <laughs> it's gonna bother me now. Um Donald, but, in, was... but in uh Rambo it was Richard Crenna. That's who played the Colonel. Oh, okay. And it looks exactly like Basically. the Colonel in Metal Gear. Yeah. <laughs> white white guy with a black beret. White bald yep. guy with a black beret. That character. 
And that should tell you everything who that is. Older white guy with a black uh, with a black beret. He's the angry police chief of the Metal Gear franchise. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that works. And he says like Jake. something really. It it's such a dumb action movie thing in the beginning, but like, and he called lets you know that his his granddaughter is in the base too. He's like, keep an eye out for my granddaughter Meryl. She's on this operation as well. It's like, okay, <laughs> you just said it. It's. In any other game, I'd say that's setting up the love interest, but Snake flirts with, like, every fucking person he talks to. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> there is no there is no love interest, and there is a love interest, and we'll talk about that when we're introduced to the best character ever. But but you and Meryl have that, that moment in the air duct, you know, that you know no one knows about, where there's 20 different angles of her, you being able to see her butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that even becomes a fucking Kojima, gameplay pervert. mechanic later. It yeah. becomes important to the story that she that she shakes her big ass like that is literally part of the fucking story of Metal Gear. Like that's literally all the notes I have. You can get Meryl to take off her pants. That's all my Metal Gear notes say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doesn't mention oh, how uh, she falls in love with the guy who shits himself. <laughs> that's yep, later that's on, her, though. That's her. That's her. Her soulmate in this war. I fucking the hate Meryl. I um. <sighs> I know some people like loved Meryl, and I think that was I just because like it was a girl in a video game. I mean, like as kids, I think a lot of people like Meryl. It's just like, oh, it's a girl with a black tank top on. She's like super hot, but Meryl she sucks no so much. <laughs> she sucks so badly. She's just um, like, like I want to be a soldier too. It's like half of what Snake says to her is like, "You're green. Stay out of this. You got I want to help. Eyes. Oh no, I've been shot by a sniper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, the genetically super. You know, Super Soldier tells me to stay out of it. I'm gonna stay out of it, but if you wanna, you know, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if I'm like, if I'm fighting the fucking Covenant and the Master Chief tells me to get down, I'm gonna get the fuck down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Meryl's like, I wanna be. I, I'm a big girl. I don't wear a bra, and it's like, shut up, <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's literally wearing a henna tattoo. The first place you actually find. Yeah. The first place you actually find Meryl is in the cell block because essentially what snake is going in is he's trying to take the darpa chief out of the base and get him away from the terrorists so that they don't have to give in to the ransom and one of the yeah. things you can do is when you're going through the cell blocks is you're you're crawling through a vent above them and you can look down and see inside of one and it's meryl and she's doing like sit-ups or something yeah i think yeah. and then every time and like a little known fact is like every time you can go forward and come back and she'll be doing a different exercise and eventually she'll be doing one with her pants off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. There's there's a lot of Meryl facts in this game. Uh, oh God, Kojima. Sure is. Well, I like that like people <laughs> focus on like the fact that she's doing like different exercises and shakes her pants off. And that is kind of funny. But I just want to point out that the first time you come across Meryl, she's already in fucking jail. <laughs> mm -hmm. She's already been captured. <laughs> Another little Meryl fact is that in this game, you can actually go into first person view. And if you sit there and just stare at Meryl, she will literally turn red, like beat red. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah. Snake, stop it. <laughs> uh, this is after Snake has already hit on Naomi Hunter and Mei Ling like yeah. several times. <laughs> Isn't Mei Ling young, though? Oh, yeah. Yes, but she's okay. she's not like 13. I think she's like 19. I want to say at the okay. time. She's, she is uh, like a super genius. She was born in 1980, so yeah. If this oh, is yeah. 2005, she's 25. Yeah. 
Okay. She's like okay. a super genius so bad, that uh Mayling kind of got like done dirty in the Metal Gear series where they just forgot about her for like three games, which sucks because I really like Mayling. I like really enjoyed her like whole story of like her parents were Chinese, but they were brought to America. And so she just was like a like a lost character or she just she was like had like a lost like persona. She's like, I'll just read everything from like China and America and England. <laughs> and, like as a result, she ended up like becoming a genius and going to MIT <laughs> and becoming like like one of the best what is her she's like an engineer right she's like a radio support engineer kind of i think she's a she's a data analyst and then later on she gets into like philanthropy or something yeah she eventually becomes like kind of an admiral in the u.s navy i guess just in the course of a couple years yeah and four she's like lead she's like running a ship but it doesn't really i don't know if it explains what she's doing on it but she is running like an entire ship by her yeah because Four takes mm-hmm. place nine years. Or she has like a small game. fleet with her or something. Yeah, she's in a very she's... short amount of time. She has become like a fleet commander. Yeah, she's the okay. captain of the USS Missouri. That's right. It was a museum mm-hmm. ship, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she took a museum ship and turned it into like a workable ship. It's like yeah. that really, really dumb. Uh, it's it's that really great scene out of that really dumb movie, uh, Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best part <laughs> of that stupid movie. My mind is going through files of data, and it's like, nope, no data for this. (laughs) It deleted it, Stu. Don't bring it up. (laughs) There's a museum aircraft carrier, or like destroyer, that like all these old guys work on, and they need to like they need to go fight the battleship aliens. Mike's about to play the noise, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) there's a great scene of all the old guys. So as you were saying, Uh, when we were you run into the DARPA chief. I this scene after beating this game and going back through it, this scene makes so much more sense as you're talking to him and he's like, and it Does and it? you're you're sitting here to rescue him, so you're sitting there talking to him and he's like, they got my codes, they I wasn't prepared, they have psycho mantis and he was able to get into my brain oh, and fuck, everything seems normal. Yeah, <laughs> and you get to it. There's a line where he stops and grabs the arm. And he said, well, "Are they gonna give into the man's?" Are the Pentagon going to give into the terrorists? And it just seems a little off. And it never occurred to me, like, well, of course it's off. Because for those that don't know, the guy that you're sent in to rescue, he's already dead. The DARPA chief is gone. They murdered him by accident. Yes. And the guy you're talking to is the one Foxhound member that you don't fight, uh, Koi Octopus. And he's so Octopus. stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah. He fucking, he dies without you realizing he fucking died. <laughs> he is the hardest it's- boss that never was. It's so fucking. He's the master of disguise who can disguise himself down to like the like the blood cell, the DNA code of anybody on the planet. No sense. But like, it makes sense why he fucking died because like he became the DARPA chief so effectively that he got killed by the fucking fox die virus. And it's Uh, like, well, then you're clearly not the best master of disguise if you disguise yourself as somebody like with cancer and you give yourself cancer as a result well, that would be wasn't a bad disguise that virus sent to kill him though isn't that why it affects him that's why Snake yeah, was but... sent in the first place yeah i yeah. And you know what's weird too is that uh decoy octopus is from mexico so it kind of makes sense why he'd want to disguise himself as somebody else <laughs> yeah that's not a political <laughs> reason i'm just saying <laughs> i don't know how to take this but since you're hispanic uh... i i, I don't I don't understand where we're going though. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the Shadow Moses compound? Was it the big wall around it? Oh god. <laughs> that oh we're just gonna we're just gonna see how much Mike has to cut out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
What what would it be? Foxtown, so like... Shadow Moses. So it'd be F A S M Fasm instead of MAGA Fasm. <laughs> so that's what we were saying. And like the part when Decoy Octopus ends up, like he just he ends up having a heart attack. He's like, "What did you do? What did they do?" And no one has any idea. What well, people do, but you call everyone on your on your Kodak, or you call Naomi Hunter, I think it is, and they're like, "We don't know what happened. He had a heart attack. It's what's going on here." And the whole thing is, you were sent because you're carrying. So I think I want to say you're carrying the virus to infect these people to kill them. Yeah, that, they're kind of cleaning up. Well, yeah, I think what it is is they already have the virus, and you're like, what you have is the trigger, the thing that triggers it yes. to, to okay. start. And that's why he that's, has uh, the heart attack. Yes, because that's mm-hmm. that becomes like a running theme in this game and other Metal Gears is anytime. Like, part of the reason Solid Snake became very isolated, I mean, he was already pretty isolated to begin with, but part of the reason he becomes more isolated is because anybody who has the Fox Eye virus will die when they come into contact with him. Well, he didn't know Which that, right? Leads to uh, no. He doesn't like. He doesn't know that until almost the end of this game. Basically, okay. It's it's like something that is almost completely unnecessary to this game. Like that's kind of what takes solid, like Metal Gear Solid, from being your typical espionage game story to, or your typical action game story to like an espionage story, where there's all these different fucking things happening at once that you kind of have to like sort through and like, okay, so like Foxhound is. They've taken over Shadow Moses, but also like Revolver Ocelot is there. And like with hindsight, you know that he's really working for like somebody else or he's got this other plan. And like with Snake has also got these other plans. And also like DARPA might not be on your side and the Pentagon might not be on your side. And they've got their own situation going on. Nobody I think that kind side. of elevates the story a little bit. Yeah. Well, like and, the- and Kojima's good at that freaking M. Night Shyamalan bullshit where it's just like <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh my God! He has Solid Snake's arm, freaking Liquid's arm. <laughs> what? Bam! Oh my God! What? Liquid's back. What? Yeah, yeah. It seems like, uh, it seems like Kojima plans ahead way better than Demi Chamalon does, though. <laughs> Where oh, he's like planting yeah, seeds obviously. in this game. I I don't know how much I don't know how much of this is like planned ahead of time. I don't know if it's just strings they set up and they were like to deal with later. They just got lucky. He was not a lot of but... development staff on five at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's but trying. like there's stuff set up in this game that doesn't pay off until like the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, which is like 30 years in the future <laughs> and yeah. like Nine three major games past. But I mean, it's I granted, granted escape from New York's only a movie, but in that movie, it doesn't really explain why it's so important to get the president. Like it says, like there's a reason, but that's not really the reason. It's never explained what the real reason was. In Metal Gear games, it tells you exactly who's corrupt, what's going on, all these shadow conspiracies. You have (laughs) to. It requires you you to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. It tells you who's corrupt three times in a row, and all three (laughs) times are like different reasons with greater consequences to them. Right. Oh, I, what do you mean would, Ukrainian like, delegates were there? When did Ukraine get yeah. involved? <laughs> I would never oh, think God. of president being corrupt ever. There's there's no way that no. would Okay, so as we were saying, so, and then after the right now, dies, Solidus Snake would be a better I'd way, rather have Solidus. <laughs> Uh, so, we were, <laughs> so after your after DARPA chief dies, I like when Meryl she breaks into the cell because she escaped 
her somehow. And mm. she comes into you and she thinks you killed the DARPA chief. And I, I like that whole scene yeah. where the first time you meet and you have where he's like, you got rookie eyes. And she's threatening to pull the trigger. She doesn't know who he is at first, mm-hmm. which makes and sense. He even, he even says she has the you have the safety on rookie. He says a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> Meryl well, just sucks. check out her butt, but yeah. Oh god, there are so many. Meryl is a kid this. pretending to be a soldier. She sucks. I hate Meryl. <laughs> I like Meryl, and then this is, and then you have one of the first force fights in this game, which I don't like, where the guards keep coming in. A few of them, you gotta like. He's like, shoot, shoot, and she doesn't shoot right away, and you gotta shoot him with your shitty little socom. And oh, I don't like that. I part. don't mind that part. Hey. Just fucking aim at the door and you just mow them down. I, uh, I that part I never thought that part was that difficult. In Twin Snakes, I am happy to shoot everything and everybody and anything after anything Sons of Liberty on. But in this game, I hate yep. aiming. I hate shooting. I just want to choke you and run on. Like I don't want to fight. <laughs> I just want to choke you and know. run off. <laughs> there, there's some other underlying things there, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, Mike, this is where we that's... find out Mike is uh he's the real he's the real ninja who killed David Carradine. Oh God, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> and like I, I mean, it is I I like Meryl a lot. I don't agree with some people's opinion about Meryl. I think she's a great character in this game, but I understand uh, she's got role. a great butt. The game tells you multiple I times. I hate her. <laughs> I mean, she's she's essentially Snake's foil to say, you know, you don't want to get into war. You don't look like a person of war. You yeah. weren't born into it, so you need to stay out of it. And that's why he keeps calling her rookie. And then Mer- and for some odd reason, Kojima is like, yeah, but I'm going to let Meryl get the drop on you at least three times in this game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, Snake is not the best soldier, okay? Well, and Snake has also this bad yeah. habit of letting himself be vulnerable around females especially when he's naked that's true as it turns out that's a genetic trait of his so (laughs) (laughs) runs in the family oh shit and then i mean there's a part where the game well one and then after you have the whole part with meryl you have the thing that i don't like the scene that much when you find out you have to like bomb the walls I mean, it's cool how they present it, but I don't like it where they're like, they had time to cement the walls, but they didn't have time to paint it. Look for the walls that haven't been painted over when you're trying to you're trying to save Kenneth Baker, the army. Yeah, team. I that, like that. that I like whole that room. It feels very Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did anyone else originally when they first played this fall through the trap doors? Damn right I did. Yeah, I did, too. I can't remember. <laughs> I uh, I still fall through the trapdoors because I forget every fucking time. Trapdoors. I fell through one once because I was stupid. I ran over to grab a ration. 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 I'm like, oh, my rations are full. I ate one, ran back over it, and didn't even think about it. Ah! And I'm like, fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) But that was it. What's that like? After that, you immediately find the arms tech president, Kenneth Baker. And this is this is the introduction of a revolver Ocelot, the character that everyone loses their shit over and I kind of rightfully like so, he's awesome. You know, I love Ocelot. He's great. Not in this game. In this game, I don't enjoy anything about him. I don't like him mm. in this game. Revolver I like Ocelot. him because of hindsight. Coolest First of all, his name was Re- they call him Revolver. <laughs> and he's just like he's just given his fucking gun like a hand job. It's so weird where he's like, This is the greatest gun ever made, and he's like stroking the barrel. It's like the Colt single action army. That's why they call me Revolver. And every time he says that, I think they called you Revolver and not Colt. <laughs> Colt's a name. Revolver's not a name. 
I mean, I like it when you think about Snake Eater, but in this game, like, just I mean, Twin Snakes has a better job of it, which I don't want to go through either. But in, like in this game, it just doesn't that partly because I I hate that fight. I really don't enjoy that fight with him when you're running around the square. Baker's tied up with wires all over the place and attached to C4. So yeah. if you shoot the wires, you blow up everything. If you run into the wires, you blow up everything. Like I just and the whole fight is you running around a square. To get him to shoot at you with bouncing bullets, so he has to reload. And he goes, nothing like the thrill of reloading, and you run after him to shoot him. Like I just don't enjoy this fight. I'm gonna tell you a, a hit that I should have told you ahead of time, Mike. That makes we that fight super easy. <laughs> if you just chase Revolver Ocelot, like if you stay on his tail the entire time, that fight is so fucking easy. It's ridiculous. I didn't do like, that. I waited. Just, if you just make sure, <laughs> make sure you're like a couple feet behind him and just like get reasonably good at like dodging his shots and he can like he barely hits you i think i got shot once that entire fight i got shot a few times from the bouncing bullets when i would hide <laughs> didn't matter i, I like that he has bouncy bullets because it it lends yeah when bullets actually bounce though yeah they ricochet all the time okay i should know that but i don't especially yeah especially Especially bullets like because he makes a whole point to like explain everything about his fucking gun. He even says like, oh, I love the smell of cordite, which is what they use in bullets to like it's an explosive. But he's using like silver bullets and silver is kind of a harder metal compared to lead. So, yeah, it makes sense that they would like ricochet all over the place. OK, well, silver. Yeah, silver's a lot harder than lead, I want to say. Fun fact for everybody. Though. Harder bullets ricochet more. I mean, just every, I don't know, everything about that fight. The only thing I do like is, I mean, also this game is harder in the beginning because once you start beating bosses, after every boss you beat, you get to hold more ammo. You get to hold hold more rations. You get more health. That is something I really like because it makes the second half of the game a lot easier. <laughs> I really yeah. wish it's it went back, back to, uh, I really wish it went back to explaining the rations, like having things in them, like macaroni and cheese and chocolate and spaghetti. I'm okay that it didn't. <laughs> I still think I was actually funny. about to say because it doesn't quite make sense that like you get more life, but if they made it, if they made it like you get different rations throughout the game and those increase your life bar, it would kind of make sense. Like you start off with something really shitty, and then by the end you're getting like like hot macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh, like this is so much better. I, I feel so much better now, and like your health bar clicks up one. That'd be so great. And it would that fit would be awesome. so well. Yeah, but there's no venomous hamsters, so we're we don't need that in this one. Mm. Oh, the dangerous sands of our hamster. But yeah, oh. Kenneth Baker, who tells you that you have to have three key cards to deactivate the launch of a nuclear missile. <laughs> Baker's just like, he's like twitching and shit because Ocelot, Ocelot's main skill is not his revolver. That's what he's known for. But Ocelot's main skill is that he's an interrogator. Mm -hmm. He's like, it comes up and it's like, revolver Ocelot. Well, it says something about like, like interrogation torture specialist. <laughs> Uh, I can't like, remember that, but it makes sense. He uh, he just fucks up Kenneth Baker to the point where like he is just completely gone. And he's like, you gotta have these, you gotta have all, like all these card codes. And I just, I, I don't know what to do. I gave my card code to Meryl, and it's just like, god damn it. And then he dies of another fucking heart attack. You're like, god damn it. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> such a moment, just <laughs> such a moment in this game. Where I'm like, fuck. Okay, God, I gotta go do all this other shit. <laughs> You're not making this easy for me. <laughs> terrorist rogue organization and and the other, and and like the thing with baker where he's like i don't i had a car but i gave it to that woman <laughs> the other part yeah he but doesn't did, even, we didn't even mention the best part woman about the end of the fight when the oh when yeah the ninja i almost forgot and slices off ocelot's hand right in mid conversation mid mid bullshit slices off his hand <laughs> he slices all the ropes all the bombs go off and it is a 
it is a cool ass scene. Unfortunately, I didn't see it this time because my game was glitching out while I was playing it. I had to make some changes oh, no. afterwards. But uh, apparently, <laughs> yeah, one that's of the your first like introduction to Gray Fox. Yeah, and he doesn't even tell you his name, right? That's just it's just a ninja that shows up and then yeah, leaves. You don't right? know who he is. Yeah, you and Baker's him. like, contact the girl. Ugh. Well, he <laughs> says like, about okay, black, it was a black ops project that. He was uh, exo. I mean, they do talk a little about he's an exo skeleton. He was some, you know, soldier who was being tort, kind of tortured or something, and not really alive. They kind of they talk. I want to say they talk a little bit about that. They don't tell you who he is. It has to do with the Metal Gear series. They just kind of give a basic right before. And the fox dies. What kills Baker? Also, I don't think is that they don't name they don't name him as Gray Fox at that point though. That comes no. later. That's when like all that shit happens. Okay, because the part the part where you realize he's Gray Fox is after the Vulcan Raven fight. God, is that late? Yeah, because I think he originally calls you as just Deep Throat, and then later on, no, yes, yeah, yes, he does. Yeah, call no, you no, no, you're throat. right. He calls himself Deep Throat. Which for those yeah. that and don't you, like, know, you the contact uh, the Nixon. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, even in the game, they say like he's like call me Deep Throat. He's like, you mean like the Watergate guy? <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I like is how really like, now the arms tech president has this for people. I say like games used to not be political. The arms tech president before he dies has this whole like change of heart where he's like, we're arms techs people. Like we make money during war. God, I've made all my money off the arms trade. I'm such a bad guy. <laughs> it's just like, it's so over the top. It's like, okay, yeah. It's a cool part. It is. It's, it like brings back the whole theme of uh snakes, not a hero kind of thing going Which, on. I mean, also it's a little bit before after playing Metal Gear 2, this game makes so much more sense and is such a way more interesting title after you know at least one of the Metal Gear games before this. Yeah. I mean, especially Metal Gear 2, because it, it ties into this directly um, yeah. when you find out more about Gray Fox. But then we meet the best character in the game, which I just want to talk about so much. Otacon? <laughs> yeah. You talk you to Meryl, and she's like, battle? oh, you gotta go... That, that you're this? told that you have to go meet Otacon, and you fight... You do the tank battle on the way there. Tank so battle was... All right, I can't remember if you're supposed to use gr chaff grenades. I just threw grenades in them and took care of the problem. Yeah, yeah. I played on easy, so just <laughs> so when, uh, just trying to kill the. Uh... <laughs> that's when Vulcan Raven has his uh, one famous line: "Snakes don't belong in Alaska." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like neither do ravens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know. <laughs> like how they show you like the conversation he has with Liquid. For some reason, and he just go like Vulcan Raven. Fuck it. How do you explain Vulcan Raven? Vulcan Raven is a is a special ops member of Foxhound, but he's, he's a giant this shaman. is like one of the first instances. Yeah, he's a shaman, and he has like special shaman powers. This is like one of the first characters in Metal Gear where it's like I mean, like Metal Gear Two had some weird characters, but this is one of the first ones where you're like, okay, we're getting like real weird with this. Like magic is real in this universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, Psycho is too. If we haven't go that far. <laughs> oh, well, like Psycho Manus hasn't showed up yet, though. No. The third child. Like, <laughs> you get like Vulcan Raven, who is a he's an Inuit shaman who like talks about the Sioux, and he's like, you know, in the in the Sioux language, Sioux means snake, and Liquid's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, all right, Vulcan, yeah, okay, just kill the guy, just kill the guy, Vulcan, it's fine, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> just kill him, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stop monologuing to me. How does anybody in Metal Gear get anything done? Every time you call anybody, they have a 10 hour monologue. Between paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I do like, like a McDonald's in the Metal Gear universe. 
I do like the long conversations. Like when big things are happening, they have like five minutes to talk in the codec. Like, no, he won't kill me. He's going to wait while we have this conversation. He'll be okay. Like, no, you know, video game thingies. Ooh, imagine every time you called Domino's, the guy had a five minute monologue about like the the etymology of Domino's and how Domino's fall one at a time. And I'm no hero. I'm just a pizza delivery man. It's like, that's great. But like, like I said, just, you know, no pepperonis. I would love life a whole lot more. <laughs> if everybody just had epic monologues, that would be a lot of things. <laughs> It'd be awful. The tank fight's not bad. And then when you after you That's beat them and then it find out the whole thing was a test to see how powerful you are. I want to say Ray was like, should I kill him, boss? Like, no, let him keep going. Yeah, so yeah I think it's uh, it. I think it's to it's they let him have the key card, too. But it's just to carry out their eventual objective at the yeah, end the of the guard. The, yeah, it's mm-hmm. blown out of the tank, has the key card on him, which yep. was kind of funny. And yeah. I like the fact it was after all Metal Gear 2. All the key cards just add on another, another, add on to one another. I don't have to switch each key card for certain doors. Ah, that was nice. Exactly. Fucking pissed me off back in that game. Oh yeah. At that point, I think uh, this game is kind of filled with like great moments. I I would say the scene after this is definitely in like my top three great moments. Maybe in the whole series. The horror scene, like the straight up horror scene from a horror movie. Yeah, the hallway. <laughs> yeah, the hall. I mean, when I first saw that when I was a kid, I remember my buddy had showed it to me. I mean, that is such a creepy ass scene. For those that don't know what we're talking about, you come into a hallway, you see a couple of dead bodies of soldiers you've been fighting, just blood all over the wall. They're all sliced open, and you see a guy limping out, and all of a sudden something just grabs him and shoves something inside of him, inside his back, and ho- hoists him up in the air. And you just see like a shadowy figure, yeah. camouflage figure, fighting, doing it. It is just a real creepy ass scene. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's... but back then, <laughs> no, yeah, back in the day, like, I mean, even playing this around like the Metal Gear three or four years, which I think was like early 2000s, late 2000s, I want to say, um, that still like freaked yeah. me out. And I was just like, that's it's such a creepy moment where just all these people are dead and it's not your fault and you're not used to that. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's going on? And uh, <laughs> then you have to chase him into the uh, the room with Otacon and Otacon famously. Uh, straight up pees his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I would too if some ninja who just sliced up every guard guarding me and just came into my door with a giant katana. I think I'd be like, oh my fucking god. That's why I love Otacon, is he's like the Emmerich family is I mean, they're not a normal family by any stretch of the imagination. That family is so geniuses. fucked up. But one thing. They're all evil geniuses. But in terms of personality, like their personalities make the most sense. <laughs> Out of any Metal Gear character, yeah, we're like he like on a uh, like a fucking invisible cyborg ninja has just killed thirty people outside and is coming in the room to kill you. It's like yeah, of course you'd piss yourself. <laughs> that makes total sense to me. You're like yeah, like oh my god, I'm going to die. This is awful. What is happening? I just want to work on my robots. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Hide in this locker while these guys fight while some weird soldier who I think is also here to kill me fights this invisible ghost. And just that, I mean, then he locks himself in the locker. That fight is fun, too. Like, I I knew the trick to it. Like, I want to say when you first fight him, you might start shooting at him. And if you keep shooting, he's just going to block all your shots. You can't hurt him. You have to disarm yourself and start punching and kicking him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hurt me more, Snake. Hurt me more. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I want to feel the pain, Snake. Do you remember? Do you remember yes. the pain? <laughs> it is. It's still cool. I still had fun with that fight. I still smiled. I 
understand a lot more of that fight, why you're fighting hand-to-hand combat. It all makes sense now, because the last time you fought this character, it was hand-to-hand combat, because he put bombs in all your equipment. Uh, I still saw it as slappers, but yeah, basically. Slappers only. <laughs> slappers only. It's a good, it's a good boss fight. Yeah. That's when you find out he's Gray Fox. And for those that he don't is, know, after that situation, that's when, like, that whole... Yeah. Gray Fox is from Metal Gear 2. He's one of the people you kill right near the end of the game. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our Metal Gear 2 episode. Do you find out that he is Frank Yeager at that point? I, don't, I think that still is... Eh, maybe like not yet, on. but... But whatever, yeah, he's Frank Yeager, and we that's know. a whole, like, separate story beat. He uh, knows that he's Gray Fox. He knows that he fought him before. Like, he starts realizing who he is. I think it's finally revealed at the last fight of the game, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause that's when because that's this is the part where like you call Naomi about it and she's kind of like weird about it. She's like, oh, like Gray Fox. Like, I don't uh, who's that? I've never heard of him before. And everyone's like, you haven't like he's like, aren't you supposed to know these things? And she's like, I, I don't know. And she like hangs up on you. <laughs> OK, well, that was definitely that's definitely going to be a thing later. <laughs> can't, can't worry about it now. And then you come across Otacon and you talk to him and <laughs> like one of his first lines to you is he's like, are you with those other soldiers? He's like, I work alone. And Otacon's like, oh, you're an otaku like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one of my Japanese animes. <laughs> it's such a stupid... The reason I, I love like Otacon so much... But he's dumb. I, he is dumb, but the reason I think I love him so much is because I, I think a lot of people who are like diehard Metal Gear fans already know this, but for those who don't know, David Hayter, who played Solid Snake, and Christopher Christopher Randolph, who played Otacon, they have both they both confirmed this at this point, but they both played their characters as if those two people were falling in love with each other in the game. <laughs> and it's so funny because they have so many like really funny awkward lines. Like, do you think love can bloom even on a battlefield snake? Oh god. So many fucking weird awkward lines where Otacon's like, I like like helping Snake out and so, like like coming to his rescue <laughs> i mean it does fit because i never thought of it that way because i just because i know what he's talking about he's talking about with sniper wolf and things but now that you mention it i completely can see how they played that yeah it's great because like it all comes down to essentially otacon thinking that snake likes anime and that's the reason he like immediately decides we're gonna be best friends forever because i've misinterpreted what you said also <laughs> hey we could say the 90s that people weren't really in the anime as much as they are now <laughs> But then they even, like, go through the extra effort of playing, like, anime clips in the game as Otacon is explaining why he wants to make giant robots, because he just loves Gundam so much. <laughs> hey, that's a good reason to make giant robots, though. <laughs> yeah. Mean, it's as good a reason as any. I think in that and same room, too. Yeah, you're going to mention the same thing I was going to mention, Mike. Go ahead. You go and for then it. in that room, there's a poster of Police Knots. Yeah. Which is kind of like an anime game. Which meant nothing to us at the time. Because that, that game never came here. Yep. <laughs> never came here, by the way. I like Otacon's whole, like, breakdown where you have to explain to him that Metal Gear is, a, like, a nuclear, uh, a nuclear-capable tank. And he's like, no, I just built it because I thought it was cool. And he's like, you're like, no, it, it can fire nuclear warheads. He's like, no, 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 it's supposed to shoot down nuclear warheads. And he just loses it. He's like, damn you! damn this all my family is cursed i didn't want to work with nukes and now i'm doing exactly what i didn't want to do <laughs> my <laughs> Which grandfather is true. <laughs> my grandfather worked on the manhattan project and my dad worked on nukes but we'll get to that in, a later, in another game 
<laughs> that wasn't yeah. yeah, that wasn't established yet. Yeah. How great would it have been if he had said that though? He's like, and my dad was like all about nukes, but that's not gonna happen for four more titles. <laughs> I wanna well, say essentially though, what happens is they eventually they wanna work together and stop the foxhound, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Otacon goes off and he says that he's gonna work on something. I think it's his stealth equipment. And yes. then that's when Snake calls Merrill to say, okay, well, we got to go to this other part of the base, mm-hmm. which hey, leads to a very interesting room where Merrill starts acting weird. There's yes. a couple parts I want to say before that. One, to call Merrill, you have to look at the back of the box to see the to see the codec case. Yeah. Codec code. Which, for all the people who rented this game back in 1995 it, or 8, whenever the hell this came out, that must have fucking sucked. Well, unless you have photogenic memory, then you could have just remembered it the first time. <laughs> it was told to you. It is? You mean a photographic memory? Yeah, photographic memory. And <laughs> I there's also... I have a photogenic Baker memory. Tells it's very, you, it he can't remember well. it. The what? Baker can't remember the code when you ask him. He's like, oh, I yeah. forgot. It's on the back of your case. Yeah, check the back of the CD case. And I'm pretty sure there's another way you can get it and also on easy i think it just gives it to you doesn't it no it doesn't um, I, I, on easy. I had to look it up is, I it the internet. The, is it on the actual cd as well not the cd no. but it's on the ps1 case there is i'm 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 with seven here i think there was another way to get it if you didn't have a case but i can't remember what it is yeah i don't Maybe, remember uh, but i think there is it's not like does somebody call you like if you don't do it for like 10 minutes does somebody call you and say they have yeah. it Thing. that's what it is yep you're right okay so you can progress even if you don't know it all right yeah mm-hmm. and then so when you do run <laughs> when you do run into meryl has one of my favorite quotes because you because when you get the when you find meryl you're she had you're like you ask her if she has one of the cards that baker had taken that mm. baker had given her and she's like yeah they didn't find it when they searched me and he's like how'd they do that and her line is you know women have more hiding places than men <laughs> is the line <laughs> Also, Snake swallowed a fucking pack of cigarettes to get in the base. Hey, there's no logic in this game. <laughs> How could you have gotten this in here? <laughs> like, well, I could have swallowed it like you did or hit it literally anywhere else. <laughs> and also, it's a big ass fucking card key, so I don't even know what she's implying. <laughs> I have that's, ideas. That's not <laughs> that didn't how the human body works, Meryl. <laughs> uh, well, as an adult, certain ideas uh, came to me this time. They did not come to me when I was playing this game the first time. She but. taped it to her arm and pretended it was another fucking henna tattoo. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go. Not what I'm thinking, but we'll go with that. But that Psycho Mantis fight is kind of famous. Um, mm. for, like, that, I mean, the game gets fucking weird. <laughs> it's yeah. like the best way of putting it. <laughs> It's annoying the way I had to play it too, because I can't exactly, I couldn't exactly switch my controller port. Mm. <laughs> so I was just gonna to say, end. there's another way to do that fight. Yeah. Well, I beat it that way. I just trick. I was able to make my game think that both controller one and controller two were the same button, same buttons. Mm. So it would just, so then he couldn't read my controller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, there's another way to do it where Campbell will call you and ask you if controller port two is broken. And then what you can do is just shoot this. He'll tell you to shoot the statue head. Oh. Oh. What does that do? It confuses him or something? It breaks his mind control yeah. somehow. Okay. It's kind of implied that like, even though, even though this was like kind of retconned, how the psychomantis somehow needs that room to control people, even though that's not how his no. powers work in later games. Not that, at all. That room gets even more bizarre later in Twin Snakes, the remake of this game, because then you have all the like producers and Kojima's face and everyone laughing 
on yeah. all the pictures on the wall. We'll save that in case we ever talk about that game. I don't think yeah. we're going to play Twin Snakes because it's just the remake of this game. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. I almost played okay. Twin Snakes instead of this game because they're, I mean, they're different enough, but they're they're also basically just the same thing. Mm-hmm. Twin Snakes fucking good, too. It is. We should have just played <laughs> Twin Snakes instead, but too late now. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late. Let's all stop. That. Let's just stop this podcast and we'll go play Twin Snakes. And then... Yeah, but basically, if no one knows what we're talking about, Psycho Man is like, you literally have to switch the ports of your controller to another one or else you can't continue the fight because of his mind control and you can also read your memory card and tell you games that you've been playing i can read your mind (laughs) it's like the stupid cyanide pill in freaking snake eater whenever you're walking down the river Mm. (sighs) yeah (sighs) Mm. i like that part though i like how even he can only read your memory card for konami talk he go oh you like castlevania yeah Yeah. you played sukajin that's about it and if you have a oh god police uh jd you just said it please not yeah if you have the a save from there you get a special legend from uh kojima yeah doesn't he say like you have good taste or something yeah something like that it's imagine Uh, being the first kid to play this game when it came out like like you got you're the lucky kid whose parents bought you the fucking playstation you like you got metal gear day one and you're playing this game and you've like you've been playing Konami games forever and Psycho Man is just reading off your memory cards. I can only imagine you just like shit your pants at that moment. It's I would like, fucking die. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's <And> happening? <laughs> I also think you're wrong, Mike. I think in Twin Snakes, he can also read Nintendo games on that point. Yeah, on that one, he can. But on this one, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> also in Twin Snakes, you have to plug it into two, three, and then finally four to get him not to read your movement. Oh, I'll plug it into two, three, and four, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but in this game, you just switch the support to. But I didn't know about the statue thing until I was looking it up because I was like, how do I do this? Because I can't accept my controller. And that's when it told me about the statue thing. But I didn't try it because I got it to work the other way. I didn't yeah. know about the statue thing either. If I couldn't do the controller, I would just be like, well, I guess I'm just fighting Meryl now. <laughs> like, that's also another cool thing about the fight. When you come in with Meryl, he, he mind controls Meryl. And there's a couple different times you have to knock her out to keep fighting him because she'll shoot herself at one point and it will hurt her. And if she dies, you lose. Yeah. And she's revealing feelings about Snake that she has that she's kind of falling in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone falls in love with him five minutes after they witness <laughs> someone just shoot a bunch of people and murder them in cold yeah. blood. But hey, I still remember I'm... on episode seven of when fucking DJ was still on the podcast. I was talking about Metal Gear essentially just being like the biggest power fantasy ever. <laughs> And, and I'm just, just gonna say, like, I Metal Gear is just kind of the women in Metal Gear, just kind of just all have Stockholm syndrome, except for yeah. the boss, who is the great one of the greatest female characters in fucking video game history. And I'll fight anybody who's yes, like, oh, she is. I will give I will give everybody that like, yeah, Quiet is a fucking terrible female character in a game. Where it's like, oh, she has photosynthesis, and it's like, no, like, it's just you wanted to have like a hot babe in your game. Just admit that. But then, like, the fucking boss is... Oh, God. Well, if we ever do Snake Eater, us talking about the boss is going to be, like, a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, how cool is this character? How great is this character that, like, legitimately passes, like, the Bechdel <laughs> test? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do agree with the whole Stockholm Syndrome with Meryl. I mean, that kind of, even though you're not her kidnapper, but it, it does fit. No, I mean, you're her hero, brain. though. Like, well, when, she, when you, I mean, yeah. you do essentially kidnap her heart so that's true i guess (laughs) but when you first meet her like she gushes over like oh wow you're like you're a solid snake like you're the best like you're the best operative ever and it kind of raises questions of 
isn't Solid Snake supposed to be like a special ops like quiet guy who nobody would like, know exists? Yeah, nobody should know Solid Snake exists, but also the world knows Solid Snake exists and is like he's the coolest guy ever. Meryl's like, oh my god, you're my hero. I wanted to be you when I grew up. That's okay. And I'm not like most girls. I mean, well, she was related to Campbell, so I mean, I can I can take that. I guess I hate Meryl. <laughs> I've noticed. So you must have enjoyed the part when she gets shot in the snipe with a sniper rifle, huh? No, because she's just a fucking idiot about that shit too. <laughs> she fucking runs out and she gets shot. Like you know that one of the fucking people is Sniper Wolf. You know Meryl knows who these people are, and she should know them better than you because she snuck into Foxhound and has been secretly working with them as a spy. She should know all these characters better than anybody. <laughs> For those that don't know, you enter a room with a long hallway going to a radio tower, and she walks past really cool a bunch of mines, and then she's walking down the straight area. She turns around to talk to Snake, and she takes, a takes like, what, three or five sniper shots? Takes mm, yeah. but she tries just... to be Boromir from Lord of the Rings, essentially. Well, yeah. You, you can actually uh, slap Meryl before you go in there, too, and she'll slap you back. <laughs> one of the well, cool things... Well, I mean, it's not cool to slap women, but one of the cool no, things women. in the game... <laughs> Meryl's like, not like other girls. Exactly. Yeah, if you, wear uh, a bra. if you slap Meryl and you immediately go into a box, um, wolves will come up to you and piss on you. <laughs> the baby wolf will piss on you, I think. Basically. <laughs> for being that way. <laughs> for, like, if it, something I've noticed, uh, I don't think I noticed this before, is when Meryl gets shot, it looks like she gets shot through her henna tattoo on her arm. It's something about that is just so satisfying to me. It'd be like, yeah, yeah. you dumbass. Like, just, <laughs> who fucking, god damn it, who fucking, like, my, my grandfather's coming to town. He's my hero. I'm going to get, like, the fucking Army Rangers tattoo <laughs> painted on my arm to show how cool I am. <laughs> what? Like, you would like your grandfather would slap the shit out of you for that shit. Watch this whole time. It was like a it was like a licking licking stick tattoo. Uh, that's oh, what she, that's she said. She, had, she painted it on. Oh, but this is I also after this is also after like she gives you the gun and she goes on this whole rant about how she's like I'm more comfortable with. She, she's talking about the the deagle that she picks up and she's like this is a deagle 500 action express. I'm more comfortable with this than I am with a, a bra. I've been People shooting this since I was a little girl and it's like you're gonna fucking die. People call it a deagle, not a desert eagle. I've never heard the phrase deagle before. Really? Really? Yeah, that's shorthand for it. Okay, well, I guess I don't come from the south, so maybe that's why. It's like uh, when people <laughs> say, say eagle or eagle. You see that eagle? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if that's a southern thing. I think they call it the eagle in um, Israel, where it's made, too. Okay. Uh, maybe it's just because we don't have... I, I've never been around guns very much. Because they call it a deagle. They call them a deagle in uh, Payday. Yeah. I got. I think I called it. started calling it a deagle from like Call of Duty 4. Mm. It's also kind of a pointless gun. I'm sorry for anybody out there. It's just, there's, there's no point for it. <laughs> Unless you're playing Goldeneye. Unless you're playing Putting Goldeneye. Putting holes yeah. in houses, that's all. Or like Resident Evil 7. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. <laughs> just going to say it. Just going to say the Jericho 941 is better in every conceivable way. And I'll just let that sit out there and somebody can get mad I'm... at me for it. Somebody's going to call that me a couple of scene, though, like when she gets shot, I felt sad. Like it hit me this time when I was playing through this game. Like I, I felt it when she takes the shot and she's telling you, she's like, Snake, I'm not going to make it. Just. And she's like, she's ready to shoot herself in the head. She reaches for her gun and she shoots her in the hand so she can't grab the gun. It is, it's a scene. All right. Like, it's a. Uh, See, you're focusing you on like, Meryl. Kill her! Kill you're her! focusing on Meryl. I'm focusing on Snake, who's saying, 
shut the fuck up and stop like just stop she's like i'm gonna shoot myself in the head so that you can escape and snake is like just stop moving like this is we both know that this is a tactic by this sniper we but like she even has the line of like this is a classic sniper's tactic i'm just gonna shoot myself it's like that doesn't fucking accomplish anything meryl just shut the fuck up <laughs> you're in the way you're in Which... the way of this fight happening <laughs> This whole scene has played out worse, too, when you realize the fact that if you didn't pick up the sniper rifle to fight back, you have to run all the way to the back or the oh, beginning of the game. But you can't get it before. I exactly. You have to have the key card or whatever. Yeah, so you, ha you don't have a choice but to go back. I think, I think there's a way you can do it to where you get it earlier. Yeah, there is. I can't quite remember oh. how, but you can, yeah, you can kind of skip that shit. Uh -oh. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's when you get one of the key, you get one of the key cards, you can run back and get it sooner than I did. <laughs> This is the part of the game where Otacon kind of started to annoy me a little bit. <laughs> Otacon annoys me entirely in this game. I love Otacon. So. But yeah, like Meryl gets shot by Sniper Wolf, who for some like Snake is just like, I'll just surrender because that's the only solution because Meryl's a fucking idiot. <laughs> so then Sniper Wolf like comes like out Meryl. and captures you. Meryl sucks. <laughs> she sucks so bad. <laughs> She's a child. She is, she is an escort mission. She is a child. She is... <laughs> She is the Ashley Graham of this game, where she's just like, oh, Leon, let, let okay, help she me, was kind of young. She was born in 1987. So yeah, she's a fucking place. She's like 12. Man. She was born the same year I was born. Yeah, oh, I like her more like now. a fucking creep now because <laughs> you're like 30 year old snake. And she's like, I love you. Have sex with me. And you're like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to kill people. <laughs> Once again, Kojima, you pervert. <laughs> yeah. You let me see her butt. Yeah, well, pixelated, but but hey, <laughs> yeah, but then like Sniper Wolf comes out and knocks you out, and uh, I think this isn't where is this where Liquid? Oh yeah, yeah. So this is where you're you're being tortured by Ocelot, and like you meet Liquid for the first time, really, and he has a British accent for some reason that's never quite explained. <laughs> yeah, we should <laughs> like explain ever. that you do get captured and how that's why after, you're being tortured after yeah. your first fight with Sniper Wolf, which is stupid. After you get the sniper rifle. You walk up to a door and he puts his hands up, even though I've been stopped many times by guards before. And this time he lets them arrest him or not arrest him, but capture him. And also Sniper Wolf scratches him across the face to leave her mark on her prey. Yeah, well, there's I mean, like Dylan said, there's a pretty lady there. And that's that's the snake family's weakness is a pretty lady. So <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> it, like he's actively flirting with her and she's like, I'm going to kill you. Like, you understand that I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I'm I'd be fine getting killed by someone like you. <laughs> she's like, who she's says like, that? <laughs> she's like way over the top. It's it's just like it's funny because it's so over the top sexual, but it's really bad polygons <laughs> so it's like, mm, yeah baby nothing i want to do that game anymore but you know love... back then it did it was hot okay somehow I... those polygon polygons were hot back then oh it's Damn, still bro. hot to me baby <laughs> i love uh -oh. all three of your angles <laughs> yeah like get captured you're you're in the fucking chair it. and liquid is like <laughs> hello brother and you're like we're not brothers and he's like we look exactly alike we're definitely brothers just like okay yeah we might be brothers <laughs> That's when it gets weird. But also, we we skipped a very important scene when you, when you run into Meryl. Turn into step brothers. When you run into Meryl the second time, there's a when you when you follow her into the woman's bathroom, you have to find the guard. You can look at their ass and how she walks. Which I just I just ran into whoever and see if the alert mode went off or not, and then I found the right person. Followed her in the restroom, and she has no pants on. And then that's when she says, "You got a great butt." 
like, I thought you liked my eyes. I mean, your eyes are okay too. I like all of you. And it's like, God damn it, just fucking kill people. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing here, Solid Snake? No, I just also, wanted to bring that up before when we you go we into the, the bathroom. Solid Snake is like, Meryl, like, I need the key card. And she's like, This is the women's room. You shouldn't be in here. It's like, We're in the middle of a fucking war right now. <laughs> Come on, Where's Meryl. Where's the elevator in this women's room? I thought all women's room Metal Gear games have elevators. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Metal YouTube reference for those that are like, what the fuck? Did we we skip the fucking elevator, didn't we? The elevator no, is coming up. No, oh, yeah, it's okay, up. okay, okay, okay. So we're talking the torture chamber where you have to do a stupid mini game with Ocelot electrocuting you. <laughs> and you have to keep tapping circle, otherwise, if you hey. fail or if you submit, he'll kill Meryl. I, mean, I don't like that. Essentially, this is the first room though where we should explain you do come face to face with the actual villain of this game who is liquid who yeah. is basically when you guys are talking he's like i'm bad clone and you're good clone you're good evil <laughs> two shoes it is it is the exact scene from uh evil dead but you got the, liquid good the genes. i got the bad genes kind of good the bad i'm the guy with the pal card yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and i like how mike is like that's where the game gets weird after you fight the fucking magical shaman and the psychic <laughs> Hey, it got <laughs> okay. It got weird to me for some reason when they're brother, brother. No, you have to say it right. Hello, brother. I do Hello, like the way brother. he says it. I I like Liquid, and Liquid looks like you, but with a mullet, blonde hair, and I Liquid's, just like Liquid. Uh, Liquid's great. I wish he was in more games. Um, instead of just the, the two of them and kind of the third one. <laughs> well, and fun fact about the torture thing, that little mini game there. If you submit to the uh, torture. You actually catch Johnny Sasaki's cold. Oh, really? You do. Um, oh. I have a quick question about Foxhound. Um, and this just might like ruin the dynamic of that group, but okay. Um, Ocelot is like the expert interrogator. That's his role. That's like what he's known for. Is he's an expert interrogator. Yeah. They have a psychic on their team, and they even say earlier that like Psychomantis is the one who interrogated Kenneth Baker. <laughs> Why do you need two expert interrogators on a team? <laughs> I think they not... do bring up a fact about like how some of them have had conditioning like mentally. So he yeah. physically has to break them or something. Did we talk about Meryl's conditioning? Everybody or... has conditioning in this game. Everybody's just they have an issue. Yeah. But Meryl's <laughs> is the dumbest. Meryl went, went through psychotherapy when she was younger to destroy all interest in men. So that way she oh, yeah. would be distracted <laughs> oh, by all God. the hot guys. <laughs> I love you, Snake. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't work out too well. It's real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like, I can't even blame that on Meryl. That's just like Kojima's like stupidness of like, well, it doesn't make any sense that a girl wouldn't fall in love with Snake. I have to explain why she would fall in love with Snake. <laughs> she does fall in love with Snake. <laughs> yeah, so even his explanation like wears off. <laughs> like, oh, it's just Snake is so sexy that even if she had psychotherapy to destroy her interest, she still loves Snake because Snake is so cool. Yeah, we um the other important part about the interrogation scene too is that if you do fail it other than the cold that you get, mm. it depend it dictates who survives at the end of the game between the two main characters that are partnering up with you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's I'm not gonna say it right now, we'll get to it later, but we'll get to it. Yeah. It it determines the ending of the game, basically. Yeah. Where essentially, by the way, like this is around like the disc two era. So I will say, like, we are, like, halfway through the game, but the game gets a lot quicker after this, so don't worry. This isn't going to be a five-hour episode. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be anyway, because I'd cut it in half at that yeah. point, so. It's, um, um well, I mean, like, it feels like 
it feels like the game could end here and it would be a full fucking game. I always forget how long Metal Gear Solid is. It just keeps going. Mm -hmm. To be continued. (laughs) I okay, but I want to talk about this real quick, because before you get away and you get all your stuff back, you are put into a room, a prison cell. And I'm kind of curious what everyone did when they got in that room, because I know when I first got in there, there's like a guard patrolling outside. Johnny Sasaki. Yeah, Johnny Sasaki. And then a guard. And I literally you mean Johnny shit pants Sasaki. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know what to do. I'll just go hide under the bed and then he'll think I like disappeared. And as soon as you do that. He, Johnny Sazaki's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like uh, I like just to like start punching and he's like, stop that. Quit that. <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, another fun fact. Johnny Sazaki was actually one of the developers on the game and he was super lazy. And apparently he just shit his pants a lot. And so <laughs> as like a punishment, they were like, OK, guess what? You're permanently Johnny shit pants Sazaki. That- that Have makes fun. so much more sense as to why that just <laughs> explains so much why he's in every fucking game or like his family is in every fucking game at least. That like, is fucking why hell. he shows up in Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain and that takes place <laughs> like like in 1983. You come across like his dad who's also shitting his pants. Yeah, I did not know any of this. Wow. <laughs> that, that explains so much. And it also explains that by the time of Metal Gear Solid 4, you could it's like somebody on the team must have gone to Kojima and been like, hey, maybe we should like like drop this whole sucky thing and apologize by <laughs> having him marry Meryl or something, <laughs> giving him a happy ending after all this all this <laughs> torture we put him through. Which in the end he just looks like Solid Snake basically. To be fair, if you're so lazy that you just shit your pants, um, fucking fix your life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wear a diaper. <laughs> okay, there's multiple Eat ways to get out of diaper. that room. One, if you sit there long enough, I think Gray Fox will come and rescue you. But yeah. plus, also, there's one point when Johnny Sasaki goes to the goes to the bathroom, and you can either you'll you'll get some food from Otacon. You can either equip the ketchup bottle. Hmm? Don't say it like that. Don't say Johnny Sasaki goes to the bathroom because that's not what he does. What he does is Ooh, my stomach. Yeah, he, he says all my stomach. Fucking goes as a diarrhea meltdown. He runs <laughs> to the bathroom, clutching his pants as if he is in the process of shitting himself. It basically becomes a Tums festival in there. <laughs> it is a Tums <laughs> festival. <laughs> that is a reference that Mike will not get. Nope, he will not, not at all. The Tums festival. <laughs> <laughs> so which way did you guys use to get out of that room i did the ketchup bottle thing i always go for the ketchup it's yep. funny yep i go for the ketchup because of that one episode of trigun <laughs> that's like the main reason i do it what you do is you you can you get one item you can equip the item lay down on on the ketchup bottle which will then put make it look like you died he'll see you he'll rush in the room and then you can beat him up and take and escape otherwise you can hide underneath the bed He'll come in the room because you're missing, then you can attack him off. That's so. also the point where you learn about um where uh Otacon tells you about Anderson and decoy octopus because you wake yeah. up in the cell and Ander like the, the DARPA chief has been dead in there for days and it's like what? I don't understand. I like sure that when you first find <laughs> out. I love that Otacon is like he's so thoughtful because he loves Snake, obviously. But like he <laughs> Otacon is like I want to do a favor for Snake. I can't get him out, but he might be hungry. So I'll bring him like a packet. I'll bring him a, a bottle, an entire bottle of ketchup. And then it's like some chips or something too, right? It's yeah, not like something a like that. It's like, it's like two condiments he grabbed from the fucking break room. 
<laughs> like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Emmerich. <laughs> you really, really pulling out all the stops for me. <laughs> Emmerich is like single handedly the most competent and most incompetent person. <laughs> like, I'm a genius. Here, you can survive off ketchup. <laughs> I mean, it works for escaping, which it does. I, I like I it, yeah, that's um <laughs> just cut out that noise <laughs> or leave it in now that I've said cut it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoy that like that idea of I'm gonna give you this ketchup and without like without thinking about it, without snake saying anything about it, you have to figure out that like, oh I can use this as fake blood and convince the guard to come in here. I, I like that there's a lot of different solutions to that problem. Me too. And you get a lot of storyline to it this, at this point, I want to say. You were saying about decoy octopus and just mm-hmm. kind of more about what's going on. Like you start, like throughout the game, one thing we hadn't mentioned is when you do get the pal card from Marrow, you they keep talking about you need three cards to um, to shut down Metal Gear after it's been activated, and you only have the mm-hmm. one key card, which we will get into. You keep bringing that up constantly throughout this game. Yeah, because yeah, and then we come to, to one of the my most annoying fight. I hate the second fight with Sniper Wolf. I hate both of them. I did not like that, this fight at all. Yeah. Wait, no, this I'm skipping something, my... aren't I? I'm no, skipping no, uh, the well, towers. You're skipping behind D. Yeah. Yeah. So D. We, let's talk about the tower. The towers are next. The towers. Okay. I also hate. I understand the reference now. Metal Gear Two. We run up the tower and you're being chased. They did the same in this game. Uh-huh. I got shot so many times and I fucking hated it running up the damn towers. Like I was just getting it's, irritated. Uh, it was my least favorite yeah. part. By well, far. Uh, yeah. Part. Early 3D game. It, it's just, I mean, come on. Like it, they weren't the best physics for games, any of that fun stuff either. Yeah. So like getting up and down those stairs was a pain in the ass. It goes back and forth between like, I, I don't want to give all the credit to Kojima because he had a very, a very, very talented team with him too. But like it, I always want to credit them with like coming up with very cool mechanics and working around. I, I think that team was particularly good at working around like what was available on systems and coming up with interesting ways of using exactly. those mechanics. But then like every now and then they'll throw in a fight where it's like, mm, we, we weren't quite there yet. I see what you were going for, but it's just, it was a little too, it was, it was pushing it a little too hard. And that fight is, fight is definitely one of those instances of we weren't quite there with our technology like in any other game this would be a kind of a quick time event probably yep <laughs> or you'd have like cover so that you could hide annoying. behind along the way because like you know one thing with this game it's hard to shoot up in a way or you can't really aim it just you just hold up and he just shoots at whatever kind of auto aim <laughs> and that part just i got i had to go with like four or five rations on easy and i was getting really really irritated with the game and myself and i just mm. didn't and then now I understand it's a reference to Metal Gear 2 because you have a scene just like that in Metal Gear 2. And then when you do finally get to the top of the tower, that's when you have to fight the high D that we were referencing earlier. Which I, D. I don't like this fight either. <laughs> part of the game. Uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely my least favorite part of it. I, I, I think, yeah, I think it's my least favorite part of the whole game, um, which is funny because like the end of the, the uh, Sniper Wolf fight is like my one of my favorite parts of the game where like she has her whole monologue because this is I'm going to say I'm going to just say Assassin's Creed stole their whole like monologue death system from Metal Gear. Fucking every time I play an Assassin's Creed game, like when you kill somebody like as they're dying, they decide to tell you their life fucking story. And that's such a Metal Gear thing to do. It is. It's like, You've killed me, Snake. Now allow me to explain why I am the way I am. I was a Kurt, you see. And then it starts to ask that question too with uh, 
how uh, Emmerich, he's like, what are you fighting for? What am yeah. I fighting for? <laughs> because yeah, he's in Otacon love with Sniper is, Wolf. Yeah. He is in love with Sniper Wolf. And why is he in love with Sniper Wolf? Because she let him feed the wolves. Yep. And <laughs> she's, she's hot. To be fair. <laughs> and she's hot, yeah. To be fair, like she was probably like the nicest to him out of anybody there. But like, <laughs> like yeah, she's, she's just like the hot girl. And Otacon's obsessed with her. Well, uh, dangerously so. Stockholm syndrome too. I mean, he is captured by them, but she's kind of being nice to him. So it's another type of toxic thing where you're falling in love with a person that you shouldn't be. Shouldn't be a yeah, theme. But Sniper of these Wolf games. is Sniper Wolf's falling in love with Steak <laughs> because <laughs> Ocelot has that whole weird line where he's like, like once she marks a target, she'll never let him go. Some say she even falls in love with the target before she kills them. Yeah, and she's like clearly <laughs> in love with you when she when she's dying. Sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> if only there was some, some modern equivalent to Kurds that we could pull on. I can't think of anything. I can't either. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going with this. I don't know if I want to know where you're going with this. So we kind of brief. We we did talk over the hind D fight quickly, but you fight on top of a roof and he's shooting missiles at you and it's stupid. That's all you need. I love it's stupid. I, I hate it. I love at the end of that fight where. Like Otacon shows up and you're like, Otacon, what are you doing here? And he's like, I took the elevator. And you're like, there was an elevator. <laughs> okay, I did like that part. <laughs> that was funny. A nice little bit of like levity after that, after that stupid fucking fight. But then like the reason Snake doesn't know there's an elevator actually comes into the story too, which is oh, cool. Oh yeah. It's a callback to Metal Gear 2. Uh weight well, capacity. <laughs> yeah. God, that's that's my favorite moment, I think, in the whole series. It, I, I, like, I'd say I've got like my top five moments in the whole series, and two of them are in Metal Gear Solid, maybe three. That fucking yeah. weight limit thing. You're talking to Otacon on the uh, Kodak, and he's like, that's weird. The weight sensor's going off in the elevator. It didn't go off when I was on it previously. And he's like, well, how heavy are you? And he's like, oh, I'm barely 135. Snake, wait. The other four uh, special camouflage units are gone. They're on the elevator with you. <laughs> I think that's where they even go out of their way to like animate his face, like how he gets closer to the codec and he's screaming yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only time that happens. <laughs> I like I like that scene. Like... I like that 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 scene. I don't like the fight, but the scene is cool. So they make a point in the beginning of the game to say you're the only one that can hear the codec because it's for stealth reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, when he says, you're not alone on the elevator, for some reason, that's when the guys know to yell, fuck you, Snake, we're going to kill you. <laughs> how, do they know, how do they know you've hung up on Hal? I never thought about that, but you have a good point. <laughs> I just, it's, oh God, that fight is so cool and so fucking annoying, but so cool. Yeah, the setup is cool. <laughs> yeah, the fight itself sucks, but it's yeah, it's legitimately like oh shit. I mean, it's also another reference of Metal Gear Two with the four horsemen is what this is. Mm -hmm. I mean, God, he stole so much from Metal Gear Two for this game because nobody would have known because no one played Metal Gear Two because it didn't come here. <laughs> basically, I think we, I think I mentioned this in the Metal Gear Two uh, episode, but basically, Coach probably, basically Kojima has been trying to like for as long as he was at Konami, he was trying to like perfect this one game. <laughs> what it comes down to all metal gears are essentially him trying to like build off of this formula and just make it better oh yeah i think varying he actually, degrees of success he succeeds too in his last game at konami yep he said that five was so? supposed to be like the exact thing that he wanted it to be from the beginning i yeah. i appreciate five but it's almost like too much 
It is, and I get that, but it it does. It's actually like a survival espionage stealth. Yeah. You're you're worried it's... about your other troops. You're worried about all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe if five got finished uh, properly, I would enjoy it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Maybe if they hadn't like literally locked their team in a room and <laughs> and arguably like arguably committed several crimes. No, 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 <laughs> never. Not in the never never games games ever would that happen. Yeah, I was never talked about at a game award show or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this so this we is definitely we'll fight. I'm I'm surprised yeah. Mike didn't play the noise, but uh essentially this to. This is getting you into the end game where, where it's very Resident Evil. You go down into the underground and take many elevators to get there. And eventually when yes. you get to the bottom, there's all these ravens flying around and an eerie noise yeah. playing for music. So that's raven territory. Yeah. And you go into the Kula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck? Vulcan Raven is an Inuit. He's like an Al- he's an Alaskan shaman native but he has like like almost a jamaican accent and i don't understand it <laughs> i don't know if, if like Sorry, kojima man. and his team just they never heard like they didn't even like bother researching alaskan accents <laughs> just like oh hello snake it's like what Good welcome to the kula <laughs> i am fucking yeah. raven uh did, <laughs> how, well there's actually a couple of ways to take him down in this fight how did uh everyone take him down i shot him in the I back think... with stingers Okay, I think the most common one is either that or setting landmines or claymores. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, claymores. Yep. I <laughs> uh, Same. It's in a lot of situations where, yeah, there's like a lot of different solutions to it. I guess technically, if you really were like a fucking masochist, you could probably punch him to death too, but I don't know who the fuck is out there doing that. Yeah. No. <laughs> one, two, kick to the dick. <laughs> one, two, kick to the dick. Works every time. Wait, what episode Works was that from when we did that? Uh, or my purse. <laughs> I remember uh-huh. that, but I can't think when we said that joke. One, it was, two, it was, um, it was Origins. Eve, right? No, it was uh, Origins. Origins, the first boss Yeah, fight. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Silent Hill Origins. Not Silent Hill. Yeah, no. Wait, what? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, Silent Hill <laughs> Origins, right? Yeah. It was Silent Hill Origins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, two, kick to the dick. Works every time. It, it, it's also kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's also kind of how, like, the fighting in Parasite Eve works, Dick. Yeah. That's how the fighting works in Resident Evil, basically. <laughs> Actually, that is the Overblood fighting style as well. Hmm. Oh, God, that was the only fighting style in Overblood. <laughs> yeah. Maybe was, I mean, I'm going to start keeping a lookout for one, two kicks of the dick in more games and see if it pops up more. <sighs> I'm surprised that uh, fighting style wasn't used in uh, Kill Bill. <laughs> I can do one, two kick to the dick and the crane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you... uh. This is you. You fight. You fight. Uh, fucking Vulcan Raven again. And before Vulcan Raven dies, like whereas when Sniper Wolf dies, she gives you this monologue about like her life, and it's like kind of like this meaningful story about like the nature of war and all this. When you kill Raven, he just like he's like the expedition dump. Like he has no important character traits of his own. Yeah, he's just like this is where he's like he's like that Anderson you killed before. That was really decoy octopus. And it's like okay, cool. So I guess I just killed two of you. So I'll just cross that off my list. Bro. All right. Well, you killed a lot more. And for some reason, he's like, doesn't he like also kind of tell you Liquid's plans and shit too? And it's like he starts to why? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of your. Because you defeated him, he gives you more answer mm-hmm. than you had, type of thing. I, I want to say, as a, 
honor of being the great warrior that you are. Well, yeah, it's the constant Metal Gear situation of like, like, oh, Solid Snake's the coolest. All I want in life is to be killed by Solid Snake so I can give him some important information. Like, that's the dream of every soldier on the battlefield. Well, because be he defeated mauled to death the greatest Solid warrior Snake. ever with a lighter. So he's, you know, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for those that don't get that reference in Metal Gear 2, you light up big boss with a lighter and a celerant. Mm. Or so you think. Okay, <laughs> that should be that should really be the tagline for like Metal Gear's like the entire Metal Gear series. After every single thing everybody says, somebody else should like you could easily say, or so you think, and it makes complete sense. <laughs> Master Miller is contacting <laughs> yep. you on the radio, or so you think. <laughs> Good job, uh, Snake. You found the DARPA chief, or so you think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I do like, I the like fight oh. with Raven. Run, no, you're fine. <laughs> running around that room and it's a really fucking cool fight to me and just like i i like the whole monologue to what he gives you and but this is also when the game gets you're getting close to my part where i would cut completely out the game because it's unnecessary coming up shortly i i think we should talk about it like we should talk about it but like really fast i don't think it's that important (laughs) getting the help getting the key yeah, it's just not that important. It's just a bullshit thing you have to do. Well, you can't forget about the part where you get up to the room, you climb over Metal Gear, which is cool, and they're talking about how they, well, we, we activated Metal Gear, and I hope no one shuts it down, and then you find out that you're on camera, and they know you're right there, and it's all a big ploy how they're lying because they, they, they can't start it up, and they need you to do it for them. Do you, yeah. do, you, do you think Liquid's just sitting there, like, cracking up, like, I know what we should do. We should just trap him in the room and gas him. It'll be that it's, easy. It's Liquid and Ocelot watching a computer screen, and Liquid just keeps saying really weird things to Ocelot that he doesn't understand. He's like, you and me, like, we're one of the same mind. And Ocelot's just like, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing to say. We even have the same size shoe. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same size arm. We have oh. so much in common, Ocelot. It's just like getting closer and closer, and Ocelot's like backing away. <laughs> kind of creepy, I, dude. I got pissed off. I got pissed off, and they shoot the they shoot the key out of your hand, and it falls into a drainage ditch that hurts you. And if you didn't submit, a stupid fucking rat eats your key, and you have to tra- blow up the rat with C four. At least that's how I got the rat. Mm-hmm. I blew his ass up. Mm-hmm. That's the funnest <laughs> way to do it, rat. though. Yeah, I was Blowing really mad though because I had to look it up. We skipped over, by the way, at this point, which we kind of need to talk about because what happens next is important. Is um all while this is like all while this is happening, you get like a shitload of codec calls that we haven't talked about really because you get codec calls about uh from Master Miller who's like like oh like I worked at the FBI snake and like Naomi Hunter is lying to you and then calls from like Naomi Hunter where she's like talking about who gray fox might be and then like colonel campbell starts acting weird for like no reason whatsoever <laughs> they're like is it may ling who says like um that she starts getting like worried that like the pentagon is going to intervene it's like all this I... shit is going on like just sowing seeds of mistrust amongst your friends i think they <laughs> she says that they're gonna blow up the base because the foxhound gave them like 24 hours to return big boss's body and now that mm. 24 hours is running out, so it's getting really close to where they're like, okay, well, we just got to blow them up before they launch yeah. any nukes from Metal Gear. But okay. uh, I bring all that up because mm-hmm. the the next Coda call you get, I think is, I, I, I would say like this is kind of one of the more famous instances in or situations in uh, the Metal Gear games. It's like one of the more famous story beats where 
you're talking to Master Miller and like Colonel Campbell interrupts the phone call and he's like, Snake, like uh, we just we sent people to like Master Miller's house and he's been dead for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and Master That's Miller, seen, I think it's three days. I don't think it's three weeks. Maybe uh, he's been dead for a while, however long it is. But he's yeah. the point is he's dead. And you're like, but then who am I talking to? And Master Miller starts laughing and suddenly gets a British accent. And I think that's the only reason. I think that's the only reason Liquid has a British accent is so that Master Miller can suddenly have one. And you're like, what the fuck? I didn't know. <laughs> There's no other reason that Liquid would, would speak British. <laughs> He's like, I've got you now, Snake. And he puts on the a fucking... He takes off a pair of aviators and like the pair of aviators is enough for Snake not to recognize somebody who looks just like him. <laughs> Snake's not the brightest boy in the world, okay? I think who voices Liquid Snake? Because I think he also does like a smattering of other voices like uh, Rod, like Rod, not Roger Rabbit, but like Leonardo from Ninja Turtles, uh, um, Bugs Bunny. It like, was he does a uh, crap ton of voices. Cam Clark. Cam Clark. Yeah. Was, was one of yeah. Yeah. Cam Clark is uh he's uh he's well most I yeah, most people would know him as um Leonardo and Rocksteady in Ninja Turtles. He's also Canada in uh Akira. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Canada Tetsuo. But um uh, Liquid's kinda had a lot of different voice actors because Liquid's had a lot of different fucking people play him. <laughs> Even yeah. though he's only in like a couple games, really, as Liquid, <laughs> it's yeah, confusing. Yeah, we're not going there. We're not going to get into that uh, shit. Uh. It's confusing, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's that's like one of those great moments where it's like, but like it's kind of reminiscent of like the elevator scene. You're just like, wait, what's going on? It's like, huh, I've been tricking you the whole time, but also like he's sowing oh, mistrust, but he's also he's doing it by telling you like true things for some reason. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Because as I like joked every- earlier, Naomi Hunter is not Naomi Hunter. She's impersonating Naomi Hunter. And she also... I mean, like, I inject- guess- didn't she inject you with oh, the fox die or something to set up to kill you too because she, she wants revenge? Mm-hmm. Yes, because... Okay. Is this the part of the game where you learn... No, no, no. Uh, after, no it's coming up. Like, yeah, it's coming up. We'll get there. But yeah, um, right. yeah, he, he tells you that like <laughs> Liquid Snake he tells you that he is he, he was master miller the whole time and it's like oh what and then he goes like uh he goes on this whole spiel when you like meet up with him on top of the fucking metal gear rex and just like has this massive exposition like exposition dump and tells you everything about the fucking game mm-hmm. <laughs> and, i mean it's a good scene but it just goes on forever where he's like um like we <laughs> this uh i was gonna say there's a scene in like uh space balls where Darth Helmet is talking to fucking what's the main guy's name from Spaceballs? I can't think of like the Han Solo character. And it's like the joke of uh, um, Star Wars where he's like, I was actually your roommates, like your cousin's sister's roommate's brother. He's like, really? He's like, no. It feels like that, but it's not a joke. (laughs) He's like, yeah, we're clones and we were cloned from Big Boss. Mm -hmm. He's like, no. And he's like, yes, it's called the uh, L'Enfant Tarib. He's like, no. He's like, yeah, the government only sent you here so they could cover everything up. And you're like, no. He's like, also, you're carrying a virus that'll that will give everybody a heart attack, and you have the virus. You're like, no. <laughs> and the government <laughs> wants Rex undamaged. No. <laughs> and that's like that's like 20 minutes, and then you can finally kill him. <laughs> yeah. After you destroy Metal Gear. <laughs> After you have to destroy Metal Gear, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you uh, fight you fight Liquid in Rex. 
and then you actually don't defeat uh metal gear gray fox defeats metal gear kind of i think he takes out it's like dish or something and then he gets stomped by it he gets smooshed <laughs> yeah he just dies <laughs> yeah and then you like you finish it off but he has like a five minute monologue while he's like being killed <laughs> yeah it's a I like that scene yeah. when he's being crushed by the and he's holding it up and he's the reason that ends up disabling it. But also what we did skip is right before you're the one that activates Metal Gear by having to go in three different rooms or you have a I'll do a quick version. You have to take your pal key, get the room temperature key, run back to the cold room, get the cold and then run all the way back to the furnace, which is before the Raven fight. Run back just so you can activate the start of Metal Gear fight. And it that part I would have cut from the game completely because it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And irritated. Yeah. Also, uh, like I know a tank is not quite the same as like a car, but when I have to drive to work, I usually just get in the car and turn the key. I don't have to go to five different rooms of my house and like your, activate the fucking. Your car doesn't shoot nuclear warheads either, so. I mean, I you don't, don't know so, that. Least. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but, moving I know on, your fight is. Uh, shoot someone's finger. Stuart was a Russian bot. I knew it. Well, hey, he probably uh, got that got car me. from the gun ringer, the gun runners down the street. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Chinese gun runners. Yeah, they sold yeah. me. They sold me a Metal Gear before they got caught. <laughs> weird that the weird that the government agents didn't notice it just in my backyard. Giant, <laughs> I put a tarp uh, over top of it. Taku. They just thought you're no Taku. That's all. <laughs> I like the idea of like a Metal Gear sitting in my backyard and I just cover it with a blue tarp, but like the guns and like the fucking legs are still sticking out. Like it doesn't even cover the head, really. <laughs> it's like, what's that? Uh, it's just, you know, a car, a junker. <laughs> Why does it have machine guns all over it? Oh, don't worry, they're deactivated. It's just, you know, I thought it'd look cool. Like, okay, well, this is the South, so we're going to let you off with a warning. You know, that's a very accurate description of the South, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I live in the north. What is that? Some kind of gun? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> it, it's hey, like I'm... that scene. Except the South is like that scene in Crocodile Dundee where, like, where he just rips out the knife and he's like, "This is a knife." No, it's this a is knife. a knife. <laughs> they always have a bigger gun. Yeah. yeah, and let me just say, um, if you're the kind of guy who goes to the gun range with like the ridiculously big gun for attention, go fuck yourself. I fucking hate you, and everybody else does too. It's just, right? Just gonna throw that in there. <laughs> the asshole that like is shooting a fucking like sawn off shotgun inside fucking go just leave just go home no one likes you <laughs> go to Stop the desert going. go to the desert <laughs> and shoot at rocks like mexicans do okay yeah. go out you were saying about the metal gear fight like it ends up transitioning after the gray fox scene and you got to keep fighting him but now the cockpit is open and you get to shoot liquid directly with stinger missiles and for some reason he takes a lot of stinger missiles for you sending a missile directly into a guy but you know video games well he's the inferior clone so he's stronger than you that's not how that works also, did we even mention that Raven has a giant Vulcan cannon on his back, or did we skip that? It's there for uh, aesthetics. That. Yeah, it's yeah. I think, I That's think not we, his real yeah. power. His real power is that he sees the future, kind of. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say the guy's carrying a giant like barrel full of bullets on his back with a Gatling gun is is a power in itself, but. Hella, he's just, just he's just overcompensating it's okay <laughs> i know for sh- i know for a fact that this exact phrase has come up on this podcast before but just how cool is fucking metal gear rex right <laughs> it's the best it's one. just the coolest it's oh god well i mean whenever somebody says like which metal gear do you want i always go with outer haven because why the fuck wouldn't you it's a fucking floating city but no rex, metal gear rex yeah. is so cool i would outer say haven, rex looks like the derpiest though 
out of all of them. Really? Like, I think Sahelanthropus looks the derpiest. I have to agree with that. The Helanthropus is... What is the full? I don't even know which one that is. That's the, the walking sub. one. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's game? The, like three story one from Metal Gear Solid Five. That's why I have no fucking idea what you guys are talking about. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just I don't know. Like it. It has like t- it's like too humid, where it kind of looks a little goofy to me. Mm-hmm. It has like too much human feature to it. Whereas I don't know. I really like Metal Gear X because it just. It doesn't really look like anything else. Rex, it's just such awesome. a and even it's got, like, like a little you, bit of like Frank Mantis in there. And like after you defeat Rex, after you blow it up, I mean that whole scene also where you end up getting Liquid ends up tying you up, brings you on top of Rex for some reason. Meryl's sitting next <laughs> to you with a bomb right next to her, attached to her heartbeat or somehow like that makes sense. Yeah, and you get more monologue <laughs> before you have a fist fight with Liquid, which again is another reference to Metal Gear Two. I felt like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, there's so many Metal Gear 2 references in this game. I mean, Metal well, Gear is a series all, of references referencing themselves. <laughs> yeah. All Solid technically was was a soft reboot of Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. If you really look at the modern a lot age. of Metal all Gear. those callbacks, all those same like settings. <laughs> it kind of is like the most successful remake of all time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We remade a game, and in doing so, we created an entire franchise. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like after you after you finally kill Liquid, he's not dead yet. He has to give you more monologue and explain that that you're the he like Liquid is just a walking inferiority complex. Like you have all the best genes and I would I have the worst genes and it's not fair. And Big Boss was so mean to me and I want to kill all the uh, everybody that's related to Big Boss, <laughs> even though he ends up uh, getting made to look like a bitch later on in the series. But whatever. <laughs> um I mean, it would yeah. suck being the like Danny DeVito to the Schwarzenegger, you know. <laughs> That's true, but also like he's my. I brother. don't know if I hadn't if I had an older brother, brother. If I had an older brother, sorry, I turned into Vulcan Raven there. <laughs> oh, an older brother. I'm an Alaskan brother. <laughs> if I had an older brother that was better at me than everything, I think I would just pick a different career path. Because Liquid's still like great at everything he does. It's just that Solid Snake is better at everything than Liquid. So yeah. I'd be like, you know what? If I'm like gonna be like the best in the world at anything I do, I'm just gonna go like be like a barista or something. I'm not gonna fucking start my own <laughs> mercenary organization to challenge my brother to a duel to the death. Uh, I mean, this whole like that's like his whole purpose was to kill him. Yeah, I mean, awesome, yeah, I mean, he's got like true. a lot of like uh, like mental issues going on. Like he needs to go see like a therapist. For- Sure, he's got some emotional trauma he's got to deal with. But, I, the fight's fun. You know, killing, Punching him is fun. Killing your brother, <laughs> killing your brother on top of like a giant Gundam isn't really. Killing your brother on top of a giant Gundam isn't really the way to solve your family disputes. Patricide's um, <laughs> yeah, always like the that. best. I like that. At the end, you're not the one who kills Liquid. You're not the reason. I mean, you you're the reason he dies, but it's not on purpose. Yeah. Like that would be the kill, shittiest like, way to find out that you're my brother. Oh, five minutes later, you're dead in the snow. Yeah. Alas, you have you have killed me. Eh, I had a heart attack and died. <laughs> Although um, I, I do like his uh like little I they don't really show it that much, but I like his like unceremonious fall off of Rex. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just like, okay, that's over. <laughs> this this major bad guy throughout the entire game just falls over and is like, ah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Bye. Well, I mean we should explain too that there's this goes back to if you survive the interrogation or not. Meryl will either live or die, or it'll be Hal Emmerich. And depending on who it is, you, you end up going through a little segment before Liquid dies where 
he's chasing after you in a jeep shooting you and you're on yeah. the back of it shooting him what what's that gun called it's like a it's basically like a chain gun mount it basically. oh a minigun a minigun yeah oh i was so. trying to figure out like the exact make and model yeah <laughs> i was trying to remember it too because i think it it mentions it but yeah of it's, course it uh, does yeah, I mean, that's all. I, that's so weird to me that in Metal Gear Solid 5, they kind of stopped doing that, where they, they were so... I mean, the fact that the gun you have in this no game is one the, cares. the boss. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Kojima really cared, clearly. Like, I wonder if that was Konami saying, look, we can't afford the license for this anymore. Because in this game, well, they make a big deal about, that. like... Yeah, Payday was fucking huge about that. Where it's like, oh, it's not the Beretta, it's the Boletta. <laughs> yeah, or, like, the Gerber the, the Rugber knife is a, is a Gerber knife. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but like they made such a big deal in this game over like the FAMAS like oh this is like the new military weapon the FAMAS it's a bullpup it's the coolest gun ever that's why Snake uses it and I, like I mean j- just to say like the FAMAS isn't that great first of all but it's <laughs> it's like they made such a big deal out of like this is this kind of gun it kind of looks like, like uh, the guns from Aliens the FAMAS it, the guns in Aliens <laughs> mm-hmm. are actually based off the FAMAS fun fact for you oh okay there we go yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Fun facts. Same with the guns <laughs> from um, Halo. The guns from Halo are based off of Hamas. Yeah, all space guns really? are just regular guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, perfect timing. We... Okay. We're at the escape. <laughs> escape? Like, I didn't even know it was in this game for the longest time, even though I knew, like, a lot about this game. When I first saw the escape was probably when I played through Twin Snakes. I was like, what the hell? It... it, it doesn't it feels there's no i mean okay this is the second thing i would cut out of this game too you don't need the escape where you're in a you get into a jeep and mm. you have to drive in a jeep when you're operating the gun with merrill or otacon is driving the jeep depending on what you did throughout if you submit or not mm. is what ending you get i mean i didn't submit because i want a merrill because i like merrill so <laughs> i did submit but i wish i did <laughs> <laughs> Look, you just uh, wanted to kill I, Meryl. I'm not going to let Meryl die because she's a child. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll get her out of there because that's the responsible thing to do, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> um, does just, it ever explain that. why there are sleds there? Like when when the whole thing goes down and you make it out of the end of the tunnel? Like because that's how, that's how movies end. That's <laughs> apparently the reason they're there. Because <laughs> the way have... movies end is you have a snowmobile or something. Yeah. I had to have something, but I mean, it is. I mean, like, also, like, somehow Liquid survived being tossed off a of Metal Gear Rex. Now he's driving a Jeep after you got to shoot him. And and then he finally dies from a freaking heart attack after you crash. He has a heart, yeah. heart attack from the Fox die. Like, at least they kill him, but it was it was kind of weird. We talked about that. I was like, it's the most unceremonious okay. death for a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He just, he just dies. Or so you think. Or, yeah, <laughs> except he does kind of die, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> depending on depending on how you view the Patriots and all that bullshit. Yeah, and Snake even says he's going to retire again. Or so you think. Yeah, I'm going back to retirement, which is the universal sign for I'll be back in the sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the last time we see Meryl as well. Or so you think. Yeah, it's dun, the last dun, time. Dun. I wish it was the it's last time. It's for a while. Actually, not I Metal Gear Two, not Metal Gear Three. I'm oh. gonna give Mike this. I, I, I am one of the few people on the planet. I'm definitely like in the like the very small minority here. I liked Meryl more in Metal Gear Four. Uh, I have no recollection of Four, and like, four, I really want to play it for the show just because I need to play it again. I and feel four, like she's still annoying and like a wannabe soldier, but she actually has, has some skill, and she's also like 
in love with Johnny Sasaki, which is kind of dumb. But yeah, it's it for me, it's hard to separate the two because she's kind of more of a badass with like her own little squad and everything like she's basically has her own yeah. stars team the but, yeah and then and then in this one it's just kind of showing the origin of her learning the basics i don't know it's hard to separate the two i just find her like annoying in this but i i get that like she's supposed to be partially annoying mm-hmm. she's like like she, the reason she's there is really stupid and you're kind of supposed to be like like annoyed that she's following her around like a puppy i think <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. She didn't annoy me. But I don't know. She's not like she's not as annoying as like the old guy from Golden Sun. She's not like on my hate. Oh, list. my God. Craden, you still yeah. on that? Craden's yeah. on my hate list. But Meryl's like, eh, mm. like, I understand. Like, you know, Kojima <laughs> just wanted like he just needed some like TNA that he had to throw I, in. I hope, you know, Golden Sun, the Lost Age is going to be coming up on this show here soon. Yeah, I hear. My God, I hear Craden has a bigger role in the second game and I am not happy about it. <laughs> because <laughs> we really I, have to do that someday not looking forward to that <laughs> who you would love to talk to because he plays golden sun and golden sun lost age every year at least twice a year oh, religiously we need to introduce him to the podcast we did the It'd first funny if it was, episode how funny would it be if it was dj <laughs> <laughs> that's actually i i uh, dj like had to kind of stop doing the episodes because uh he just had like a shitload of work to do but I, does he still listen? Does he listen to all of this? I don't. You know? I haven't talked to him. I I have not talked to him since and in, in, ever since he left. Unfortunately, I would like to get DJ back for a Golden Sun episode if we do it. I okay. still see him around Overblood occasionally. Yeah, Same. I talk to him every now and then. Mm-hmm. You should ask him. I mean, it wouldn't be until after. It wouldn't probably. Be, it wouldn't be till next year at this rate. Because the way no, our no, seasons are, a long way away. <laughs> Just knocking my headphones off my head like an idiot. Yeah, I heard. I heard that <laughs> the sound I have to cut out. Yeah. But, Sorry, uh, I just hit myself in the face. Um, I'm going to say let's go ahead and uh, explain what happens after the credits roll, after Snake and Meryl or Otacon right off into the sunset. There's this little uh, little conversation that happens between two people that sets up the next game. I didn't yeah. see that conversation. I just turned off my game. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know it, of it, but I didn't. It's a conversation either. between Revolver Ocelot and the President of the United States, yes. who yeah. that, is not a it was not a character later. <laughs> That's what you think. So strange. Doesn't he say like, uh, Mr. President? He calls him something really me weird. all along, Mr. President. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But the he Mr. President, him, like, he like compliments him. He's like, oh, you're like, you're so well balanced. It's like just a really weird thing to say. <laughs> you're I so mean, off you, balance. <laughs> you find out that his whole mission was to steal the the disc about rex and he's getting it for the president yeah. and then you find out he was a double agent the whole time which tends to be a ends up being a theme in the series yeah. yes <laughs> yeah he just gets further and further down the rabbit hole also we kind of skipped over the whole thing where like after you after gray fox dies like naomi comes back and was like like oh i'm so sorry snake that was my brother frank yeager that you killed in the first game but he didn't actually die but he also kind of actually did die and we found his body and we brought him back to life Mm-hmm. And also, like, DARPA. I, is it DARPA or is it the Pentagon or somebody comes in and is, like, trying to blow you up with a nuke so you got to get out of there quickly? Uh, Secretary mm-hmm. of Defense. Secretary of Defense. He's going to blow up a bunch of nukes with a nuke to hide the fact that there are nukes there, which, you know, whatever fucking logic that is, okay. I mean, <laughs> it does sound like something we would do as a country, but... Yeah. And then that's where uh, Stalker takes place, right there yeah. in Chatham Moses. Yeah, in Alaska. <laughs> Actually, the the Stalker book does take place in northern Canada. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Dun dun dun. Interesting. Why? 
All right. Any last minute things you want to say about Metal Gear before we move on to questions, comments, or memories? Um, I try to restrain myself from doing impressions as much as I could, and I hope the audience appreciates that. I do a fun fact about development. A lot of it, because it was a 3D game and a lot of them weren't used to working with 3D environments, they used Legos to design a lot of the levels. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Legos. That's awesome. I did not know that. See, there's your fun fact for you guys today. There's your, did a whale fact? Now we have fun facts. I got nothing. Okay, let's go on to questions. Um, I don't even know why I even say questions or comments anymore. It's almost always memories with the occasional question. So it works. I do usually read most people's memories because they're entertaining. First one, I want to give a uh, shout out. To you. Yes. What the fuck? Did anything I say just make it in there? What the fuck just happened? No. I heard a noise I've never <laughs> heard before. Stew? Stew? Scary Carrie rocks. I need scissors. That was happening right now. I heard uh I heard like an echoey like deep note that was very disturbing and strange and made my ears rumble. I don't you know what the fuck say just your happened. House is haunted last episode. So. Yeah, but my fucking Skype isn't haunted, I don't think. Maybe it is now. Isn't that Maybe isn't there like Maybe a really call, shitty Stu. movie where people's Skypes are haunted? <laughs> God. Wasn't that a movie? Oh. Actually, yeah. yes, Where, there is. Yeah, is unfriended was that it? Yep. Or yep. Yeah. It, uh, uh, John a serial Jones killer. He's in the chat. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Just hang up. Just hang up on him. Jesus. <laughs> I ain't afraid. No ghost. Problem solved. <laughs> All but, right. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I don't remember what I was saying before. It's my okay. entire brain vibrated with the weirdest noise ever. <laughs> is it the fox die? Are you having a heart attack, Stu? It legitimately was like on par with the noise from Overblood. <laughs> like that war. Just, oh, God. Like my teeth hurt. Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on to memories. First one from Ian Bauer said, I remember my friend being psyched for this to, to come out, and I really didn't know why. And it came out the same day as Xeno Gears. <laughs> Great game. And on a whim, I picked it up, not fully understanding how important the game was. Uh, I played Xenogears first and didn't put Metal Gear in for almost two weeks, but once I did, it didn't come out. I was stunned since no games before had really played with the fourth wall. Some of the clues went over my head, like the clue of the frequency being in the back of the case, plus the torture QTE. I think it's funny how this starts off talking about Xenogears, which is amazing. I, I amazing game, uh, by the way. I think it's funny how it starts off with my friend was really into it, which is exactly why I said everybody got into Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Here's an up. Oh, okay, here's another one from I've Joel Hopkins. I, I would love to now. for the show, but we would need a month of short games and another month of short games in order to do it. So it might never oh, happen. Man. It's almost like we would have to change the format to allow that. Hmm. We're starting to do that <laughs> anyway. But still, yeah. I, it's it's really fucking long and it's yeah. it's strange as hell. And I could spend three episodes talking about the entire game, but we're not going to. Yeah. Just for the audience, for anybody still listening, we are working on a way to play longer. We get a lot of recommendations to play like really long games and we want to. And we're we're trying to figure out a way to do that effectively. So it is for next season. Yeah. Don't worry. We are. We are in talks about it. it, yeah, it we will have Kotor coming. Yeah. That's a kind Except of a that's long... not a long game for Stu. That's a one night. That's a one sitting game for Stu, I think. Oh, uh, I could probably beat it in. Yeah. Like a day and a half if yeah. I really put my mind to it. But I would still be able to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> All I... right. From Joel Hopkins. I first played Metal Gear Solid when I was seven. I. Hey, you weren't 17. You weren't 18. You have to buy this game, sir. Uh, I remember hearing the word bastard from Merrill and thinking I really shouldn't be playing this. I didn't want my parents finding out. However, funnily enough, my mom started watching me play and got really into the story and the game. I got stuck when fighting Rex. She ended up helping me beat it. I really like stuff like that when people talk about when their parents getting involved. Mm -hmm. See, that's that's a nice little 
heartwarming story. I mean, every time you get a parent involved playing games with you, that's awesome. Right. Uh, okay. My cousin. my cousin would, uh, I remember my cousin like would actively come over and be like, we're going to play, we're going to play Kane and Lynch. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can play it again. I've beaten it like five times. And he's like, that's exactly why we're playing it. He said, cause I can't beat it. And you're the only one I know who can. <laughs> it's just like nobody in my family was good at games. So I always really appreciated that. <laughs> and this one from Tony Delgado said, I played the demo for Metal Gear Solid probably a thousand times as a child. I love running around, popping enemies on the head and then running away, playing around a chase with the game's AI. The demo ended right after the DARPA chief scene. I absolutely need to know what happened afterwards. I begged my parents for the DARPA chief game all year. <laughs> and of course, asked Santa Claus for the DARPA chief game for Christmas. By some miracle, my parents knew what I was talking about and got me Metal Gear Solid. And I rushed to play it without opening the rest of my Christmas present. It is still my favorite game to the day also the psycho mantis make love to me scene really confused me as a kid and i didn't know what to make of it i forgot about <laughs> that, that scene that would be funny if he just opened up metal gear and he just went to his room his parents are like well what about your other presents he's like no i'm good, I'm good. i got what i need <laughs> from thanks, danny santa. <laughs> yeah thanks well, i like the idea of someone like somebody's parents taking away metal gear because they're playing it on the tv and they just hear from the room hurt me more snake hurt me more <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> from, from Sorry, when I first I butchered that name when I first got the PS I got a demo disc with a Metal Gear Solid demo on it I played that thing to death because neither me nor my mom could afford to buy the game and it wasn't until I was able to borrow and keep it from a frame which happened several years later it's a great game and also he said I also remember Metal Gear Solid was competing with Siphon Filter. It was never competing with Siphon Filter. No. no. Siphon no. Filter. No, not Siphon even the same was level. just like lucky yeah. to even be considered for the race. We should play Siphon Filter someday. No. Uh-uh. Okay, now we <laughs> But but, but you can shoot the moon, JD. Oh god. <laughs> Siphon Filter <laughs> is great for about 30 seconds and then it gets real tired. It gets real dumb fast. Mm-hmm. I, I I'd going back to it many times. It's just not good. I've never <laughs> doesn't hold it. Up. <laughs> All right. From Christopher Umben, Umdenstock. I know I pronounced it wrong. Kind of funky. Played it played in before I was 10 and got to the first the fist fight and couldn't beat it. Went back to it in high school when I was hanging out with my freshmen, letting them do do so at my place because apparently I was in the house in the middle of everyone. Anywho, second playthrough and my hand started to hurt so bad. Had one of the, my friends do it. The button mesh, you can finally beat the game a day or two later, still have that memory card with the original save, too. Mm. Like a lot of people do have fond memories of this game. I have a yeah. lot of comments. I got more to read, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from <laughs> Mike so. Eaton, this is from the Laser Time group that I'm a part of. So this is one of my all-time favorites, and it and it's what got me back in the game after having taken a few years off the hobby. Well, that's always, it's always nice when there's a game that can bring you back, because I ended up taking years off, too, at one point. One thing I love the most about Metal Gear Solid is how much the voice cast commits to the fiction. One thing I like to do is imagine these characters in boring everyday situations, like imagine Liquid Snake and Ocelot <laughs> in Costco having an argument about which granola bars to buy. Look, you and me, dude, same wavelength. Same yeah, that's, wavelength. Why, that's why I read that. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one from Lucas London. I remember playing the demo like 50 times, and over half of those times I didn't know you could kill enemies with your bare hands. <laughs> Game doesn't tell you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> not at all and from tyler watson this is still my favorite game for the ps1 i think i'm on my 10th or 11th playthrough of it it's a great game it mm-hmm. is definitely one of one of one of the best ps1 games for sure and it's once again it's still hold, it just it holds up no matter what it does yeah it's i think mm-hmm. it's on anytime you see like a list of like the greatest games of all time it's pretty consistently in the top i i, 
I go so far as to say it's in the top 30. I don't know if it breaks 20 on every single list, but I mean, it's an important game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And this one from Kerry Chandler. He said, Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite classic games and series that I only recently started playing a couple years ago. One of my favorite parts in MGS is the incredibly innovative fight with Psycho Manus. I really wish I had encountered it without spoilers. I also really like the final showdown with Metal Gear Rex and then Fist Fight with Liquid Snake. The Metal Gear series is such a great blend of stealth action, over-the-top anime writing, and I love it. I agree, man. I was introduced to it a long time ago, but I still, yeah, I still love it. Uh, I wouldn't say the Psycho Manus fight was innovative. I'd say it was a little gimmicky. It's innovative. But... You read your controller. Uh, uh, kind of. I don't know if that's innovative. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool, that. but I mean, that's it's, what I, I gotta say. That didn't become a thing, and I'm really glad that didn't become a thing. Yeah, there's, there's no innovation there. Yeah. Okay, we don't agree. I mean, that's, that's never happened before. I'm podcast. just gonna go ahead and throw out that in nice the Republic, you can put a second controller in and change the pitch of people's voices, which is completely useless. <laughs> like, I'm glad that there aren't any <sighs> fights that I have to like. Like, imagine that happening today, where you have to connect a second controller like wirelessly or something that'd be such a fucking nightmare <laughs> especially since controllers now are like 60 dollars each like they're the price of a fucking game yeah fuck that all right this one from misha argol said my favorite feature was the codec even though you were solitary for much of the game you could always call for help relevant advice or even trivia about the alaskan setting military gear and history it was really meta how you had to find Merrill's frequency by looking on the back of the cd case a magazine I read said there were over 100,000 words of dialogue recorded for the game, which is really fucking impressive for the time. I mean, yeah, it's when you're look when you're making an anime game, that's not an anime <laughs> game, but it's basically an anime game. You got to record a whole shitload of monologues. Mm-hmm. I might have to play Twin Snakes after this now. Um, well, let's just go. Let, fuck it. Let's, we'll just change the schedule. And we'll just play for the next five <laughs> weeks. We'll just play Metal Gear games. <laughs> you know, that is tempting almost, especially a couple of the games. My, I would not. I, honestly, I I know what next week's pick is because it's mine. If you ask me right now to drop it for another Metal Gear, I would 100% do it. I have someone lined up for that one already, and I do want to play it. And okay. Stefan's already beat it, so I think, right? No, I haven't beaten it. No, yeah, okay. it took a couple hours, though. I mean, yeah. But Metal Gear 2 will be coming, but I'm not ready to record another three-hour, four-hour podcast Metal Gear 2, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I won't shut up on that one. Can we just skip to Snake Eater so that I can just sing Snake Eater the entire time <laughs> and just ruin that song? In the background, the entire thing is just the really entire, quietly. Yeah, I'll just I'll record myself sneaking singing Snake Eater and I'll just without like telling you, I'll just layer it in very quietly. <laughs> so, so people who turn up the podcast all the way are like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> with a Snake Eater Crime. <laughs> All right, this is from the metal from a Metal Gear group. Some guys gave me some gave me some 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 stuff to add to this episode from Mantis Tobogan. I don't know Mantis T. I still always say one of my favorite little things in the first Metal Gear. I love when you were with Marrow in the caves after the Psycho Manus fight, and when you get to the end before Sniper Wolf. If you harm Marrow and then go into a box, you'll have a dog pissed in the box you're hiding, which we did briefly mention, but not. Mm-hmm. I don't think we said it correctly. So I think and- you did say it correctly because I said it, Mike. Yeah. I said it correctly. Apparently, I zoned <laughs> that part out. Did you okay. say wolf, though, or did you say wolf? Because I wasn't listening that closely. I don't I remember. Wolf. I probably said woof. I thought I heard somebody say wolf, but wolf, wolf. I can't remember. I'm having, like, the worst brain problems this episode for some reason. Because <laughs> the ghosts are trying to possess you. Apparently. That's what I think is happening over there. Somebody, yeah, somebody is singing Snake Eater behind me, and it's really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> 
consistently the entire time. Is there uh, somebody in the house named Carol Ann? That's actually the problem is is during this anytime I think about Metal Gear, I just start humming the song Snake Eater. It's just in my head. So that's probably what it is. So you're telling me that you're going to put Snake Eater on the on next season then? The second we stop recording this, I'm going to listen to Snake Eater. Probably like like three or four times. I really don't have to waste my pick. Put it on the show. I'd be very happy with that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, From JJ Costas. Have you picked all the Metal Gear games at this point? Uh, yes. No, two of them. I didn't. Metal Gear Two. I didn't pick. That was you. That was me. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember. I know. I keep track of everything. It's been so long. We've done so many episodes. Fifty-seven. Well, fifty-seven regular episodes. Seventy-four at this point. I want to say we have or so. If you all together, a comic and bonus crap. I honestly, I almost went back and listened to our other Metal Gear episodes just to make sure we weren't repeating ourselves. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't. It's <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll be so confused if I do that. <laughs> From JJ Costas, it's the game that got me into gaming. Twenty plus years later, and I still love it to this day. I even have a Rex tattoo on my forearm. That's cool, man. <laughs> I've always wanted the even though the bad even though they're baddies I've always wanted the foxhound um, logo as a tattoo. It's a cool symbol. It's just it's it awesome. is a cool symbol. <laughs> and from Alex Craig, he said, "My life model is the best is yet to come, and I'm glad I got into Metal Gear Solid growing up. Ending it with four was a great decision." Hideo made. Was it that <laughs> from the games? Or that just I'm just curious. What that comment? My life model, the best is yet to come. No. Uh, yeah, huh. I think so. I don't know. I felt like maybe it was something that he was talking about with the games, and I just didn't catch it, so I wanted to read it. But yeah, it's uh, a song. Either way, it's a good um, model. In it's a song in this game. <laughs> oh wow! That's so much. Okay, I actually played with headphones on for this game most of the time. I did have I did have the headphones playing this time. Actually, it's um. For those that know me, it doesn't happen a lot. It's it was a song I think for this game, but it wasn't actually in this game like they 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 covered it for the game but they didn't put it in i want to say and then it, it shows up again in metal gear solid 4 as a uh like cut song that you can find on the ipod okay i think i might be wrong about that and i'm sorry right. if i am but nah, i think okay. i think i'm right there's nothing wrong ever we only speak facts on this show there is so much about metal gear that anybody out there that knows every little detail about it um I mean, just like something is deeply wrong with that person. <laughs> I I doubt Koji. I doubt if you question Kojima, he could like answer everything about these games. <laughs> I'll give you that. All right, they got two more things to read, then we're done with questions. Uh, one from Sarah Marino. Hurt me more. Yeah, I just <laughs> hurt me more, like Snake. That, so that's and I this one, Chef Danny Rodriguez said, "The fight with Frank Jager. I mean, Deep Throat. I mean, Gray Fox. I mean, Ninja is always good. Yeah." <laughs> And I think it's time that we move on to Shelf or Box. And <laughs> like because that. I've done it so many times. Stefan, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was yeah, perfect. I was literally waiting for that. <laughs> um, it was so stupid, too. Um, <laughs> it was great. great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put this on my shelf, obviously. When I first got this game, I actually didn't know what to expect. Like, yeah, you could watch a trailer... But I think that that did not fill up what this game was because we were literally playing what was eventually going to be a classic. This game is is a classic all the way. Mm-hmm. What? You don't agree? No, I'm saying. Mm-hmm, yeah, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> no, no but, sorry. Uh, that was, I've realized this just to, just 
to apologize to everybody. Sometimes I say, mm-hmm, and I realize as we're going back and like I'm listening to the episode to process them or listening to the episode later, it sounds like I'm just saying like, mm, like I disagree. But if you hear me go, mm, it usually means I'm saying, mm-hmm. Or you don't hear because I cut out some of those. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a classic through and through. I, I think going back to it, it is, it's not rough. It's not rough in any way. It's still a fun game. Everything holds up. Some of the jokes are still fun. Some of the stuff to listen to on the codec is still interesting. It's mm-hmm. always nice to hear World War history. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just hearing it such the other way, Stu. I know it's so <laughs> it's it's such a problem it's that not I your fault. I realized it a couple weeks ago, and I haven't been able to stop myself because it's just how I respond to things. If I don't want to interrupt you. I think it's I think it's because you just have snake eater going in your head right now. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like I'm disagreeing. I'll just say, yeah, I'll just say, yeah, or OK. The reason I started saying "Mm -hmm," was because I started saying, yeah, on the episodes. And I realized I say, yeah, too much in response. And so I was like, I need to mix it up a little bit. I cut those out, too. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. not all. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'll say sure from now on. I hate you all right now. Uh Uh Mm Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> mm, um so you were yeah. saying <laughs> as uh, i was saying um it's going on the shelf and uh i think everyone else here should agree with me but we'll see yes <laughs> okay. okay how about you dylan definitely shelf like it like jd hit it right on the head it's a classic like in all like ways like with, between the development of the game just overcoming where it was in gaming history like they had nothing still at that point pretty much for that style of a game between that to the lore building to the characters themselves like it it does it holds up every way like definitely a shelf okay how about you Stu? Uh, i mean yeah a hundred percent yes <laughs> yes end of uh end of shelfer box <laughs> <laughs> am i joking am i not let the tension flow (laughs) now it's uh yeah it's going on my shelf for sure it's you know it's a classic game like everyone else said not to echo everyone but it's it's a classic it's one of the greatest games ever it's one of the most important games ever i i mean i i'd said this about a couple of the other games but even just for like the box art alone for metal gear it's got that that like watercolor-esque box art that they always do that's just so beautiful that alone would put it on my shelf to be honest but Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. uh it was just a great game in a year that had a series of some of the best games of all time and like 1998 was kind of 1998 was just so fucking good not that there haven't been good years since but 1998 i mean we got like 007 goldeneye and like resident evil and fucking mm. Metal Gear Solid. Like, if you were a kid... We got one good game, you're trying to tell me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and a trading card game for Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, boy. I, I mean, had that. it was the same year... <laughs> if You think that's crazy. It was the same year that uh, Half-Life and Grim Fandango and Ocarina of Time also came out. Oh, wow. Oof. Like, it, uh, 1998 was such a fucking good year. If you were a kid with, like, either, you know, very generous parents or a friend with very generous parents, then, I mean, you were having a fucking great time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like any game from 1998, typically. I'll put it on my shelf. But it, Metal Gear Solid is so important to me as a series. It's one of those series that I just absolutely adore for so many reasons. It's it's one of those series that I love and hate at the same time. <laughs> I love how much I hate it. 
Uh, so yeah, it's going high up on my shelf. Okay, I figured. I'm also gonna put this on the shelf too. As obviously, I mean, I I loved this game back then, even though I could never beat it. I only first beat it like three, four years ago on the PS1 because I just I sucked at the PS1 version of it, and then I beat it for the show. But I also was using loading and saving whenever I felt like it. So that, but I didn't need it. I just was in a hurry. But this game is just so amazing. Like I, I so many memories came flooding back to me. I had a great time. I caught a lot more references now that I have know more about the series. We really need to play Metal Gear One at some point now for this, for this show. That that's one hundred percent have to happen. Eh, I mean, it's still fun. <laughs> just because. I mean, we need to we need to finish that series. We need to finish a bunch of series, but who knows when that's going to happen? So, let's but going on the uh, shelf. <laughs> What? <laughs> so I say, let's do Metal Gear One. Actually, would be a perfect like short game because I mean it's it's not that short, but it's kind of easy. That might be a good one to throw in before a really long game. Okay, I'll remember that uh, for the future. Yeah, I think if we do play that too, you guys should play the MSX one. And I'll play the NES one. <laughs> okay. Oof. <laughs> actually, you know what we should do, um, and you'll probably see this happen now that I'm going to say it is we should do Metal Gear and then make the week after that Metal Gear Snake Eater. <laughs> yeah, you might, just want to play Snake Eater not really bad, huh? Well, it might be too much Metal Gear in one uh in like a two week period, but oh I, that could be an interesting like double feature. <laughs> All right. Side I think that just about wraps it up. As I all expected, all is put on the shelf. Uh-huh. Uh, first thing I do want to say is give a quick Ooh. shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bulby, aka Mike Sony. <laughs> One of those, I don't remember which order I should say it in. It is off of ZP Bite the Bullet. The song is a cool kid squad. So please take a listen to his channel. It'll, it'll be a YouTube link in the show notes, as there has been 75 times at this point, I want to say. <laughs> so supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Also, do we want to <laughs> do we want to give an update on the shirt shop Nothing if it's coming close? But for you, Snake. Yeah, I know that's why you're opening the shirt shop. It's for us. Yeah. No, because I'm fans. Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't had time to work on it um, the cat past couple weeks because I've just gotten like so bogged down with work. Uh, which it's annoying because like every time we make a shitload of progress on it, then like me or Stefan just gets fucking packed with something. <laughs> So, um, yeah. hopefully, I, I, I know I keep saying this, but hopefully soon, uh, I, I'm going to be finishing uh, some work on Tuesday, and hopefully I'll have a little bit more time before I start doing this other thing that'll take up a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you working for? What am I working for? <laughs> I'm about to, I, I, I can probably say this on here, I'm about to uh start going to this like metalworking clinic and taking a bunch of classes and start doing a bunch of uh cool like metalworking projects which I'm super excited about. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well hopefully we will have sh- we will have shirts coming for you soon guys. I mean I know we've metal... been saying it now for months but it's coming. <laughs> shiny metal shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Not shiny metal shirts. Yeah. But I want to thank you they're going to be made of us. aluminum 6160. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I think that's about all we need to say for tonight. Hey, we made under three hours, so I'm happy with that. Snake. Hey, not bad, not bad. I was worried this might go for All right, everyone, have a wonderful night. We will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Someday. Bye. Eat on a tree frog. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. It's worth Bye, everybody. The trials. Goodbye. Survive. <laughs>